0: Closing the book. And we got a full house here, a full house. A.J. Hoffman, Steve Fezzik, Scott Seidenberg, I'm R.J. Bell. Now, we're not going to change the way we do this, but uh, we figure, well, maybe a little bit, I guess, is we're going to change it in that we are going to not focus on every game where we say, well, what was the recalculated score here? What was the blah, blah, blah? Rather, we're going to try to look at this more holistically. And, you know, what does this mean for the season? What is this, you know, is are the Bears defense, is the Bears defense better than we thought? Is it true? Uh Is there really a problem in, you know, Team XYZ? Are the Cowboys the best team in the league? A little bit more of that, a little less, because spreadsheet stuff it's not as interesting on radio. Now it's important, but we're going to try to balance the two. All right. First off though, we got to start with Usually you've done better than I've expected. I'll see your picks. I don't know exact I could look it up, but I like the excitement is plus I'd be I'd be kind of watching the games. I'd be like Oh, my God, this game. Oh, my God, that game. So I like hearing, you know, on Monday. But I know the eight or nine picks or seven you send me on Saturday night, Saturday afternoon or late afternoon. And I looked at them and I said, the ones you sent me, it went eight and one. So I'm thinking, well, the... First of all, I'm thinking if he went five and zero, am I going to be able to bear him? That was my first thought. <laughs> but then my second thought, my second thought was the worst he's going to do is four and one. I don't know how you can go past nine. So I see him in the parking lot today, and I go, what four and one or five and zero? He goes three and two. So explain how it happened.
1: Yeah, it's all about Jacksonville plus three and a half. So in the Westgate contest, the line was three. Cleveland minus three against Jacksonville. And
0: when you submitted, what was the market? It was
1: right at 3.0. All right. Okay. And so Jacksonville was catching 3.5, and, and I said, you know, it's it's just too good. I got I got to play a plus 3.5 when the market – it wasn't even a 3.1. You were 1. neutral on the game? Neutral on the game,
0: yes. So I, I went in and played Jacksonville plus 3.5. That wasn't on the list for me because you're giving it based on the Super Contest lines for me.
1: And then, but this is interesting because it's like the stock market. It moves constantly. By the time I sent you my list – And this was like on early Saturday evening. That Cleveland game had steamed up to like Mm 3.3, okay, at the time. So I actually put Cleveland minus three at that point because the Westgate had it at three.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: And then by the next morning, it had crashed all the way down to one and a half, and it because, closed around
0: two because Lawrence was playing. Yeah, and and my which you were skeptical of. I told I you there were, there were, the, the 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 scatterbutt was maybe that's crazy.
1: And the irony of all of this is that Jacksonville got in the back door. They're down ten. They scored to go down four. And I've always been a huge proponent, <laughs> not only going for two when you're down eight, which most teams do now late. But to go for two when down four late, which almost nobody does. So explain that quickly. The idea is that it's the same concept that as an offense, you want to know what you need. All right. So if you go for two down four and you get it, now you're down two and it's, it's crystal clear field goal wins the game. Mm-hmm. And if you miss it, it's also crystal clear, now you need a touchdown. If you kick the extra point, now it becomes very complicated. You're down 3, you get the ball back, you you start driving. You get like let's say you get a 4th and 1 from the 25 with a minute to play. Are you going to win if you kick the field goal, even if you get to overtime? Mm -hmm. Or do you go for it? It's like it's unclear. But if you're down four, you're like, well, hell yeah, I'm going for it. I need a touchdown. Whereas if you can run the clock out, the extreme example is, like, let's say you're going to punch 20 with 30 seconds to play and you have a fourth. You you could just run out the clock, kick a field goal and win versus go balls to the wall and try
0: to get the touchdown if you need it. Here's what jumps out at me listening to you is if you're a bad decision maker in those spots like let's say Tomlin in a weird way that I would agree with going for it for two from four to two because then you don't have to make a decision but if you're a good decision maker the nuance of those decisions is something you think you have an edge on so why would you why would you like eliminate that
1: it's very similar to, like, in overtime. Mm-hmm. Like, with the overtime rules, you always would select defense because you want perfect information, what you need for offense. Whether you're good or a bad decision maker, it just becomes a very hard decision,
0: you know,
1: bottom line, where versus you, you'd much rather just have easy decisions. It's like poker. You want to make it simple so you don't have to make
0: hero calls and stuff. Yeah, and, I think the premise of this is that if it's 50-50 to make a two-pointer versus if it's 46% or something, now we're starting, you know, because I know short yardage, the NFL is getting better. I, I don't know on the twos this year exactly if it's more. And,
1: and part of that is that you know kicking is not a hundred percent either. So they, if, if if the two is a ninety is a forty eight percent, the kick is only probably ninety six. Okay, you know? I
0: mean, so I, 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 yeah, it matters how long the kick is, obviously. No, the, the extra point. The, oh, the extra.
1: Oh, oh, yeah, oh, oh, oh. So I'm that, so that kind of has swayed things. It's not an automatic point just to say I'm going to kick the extra. Nah, that's
0: point. That's a good point. That's a good
1: point. All right. So also one more factor. Yes. The more. You're a favorite; the more likely you're, like, I'm fine, just kicking. You know, I, I'm fine to go head into overtime because I'm, I'm going to be a big favorite in overtime if I'm a good, if I'm a big favorite.
0: I thought what you were saying right there was the more that you're at the top of the leaderboard, in circa. Because in truth, if you were in, I don't know, five spots uh, or five games back, like right? five games in the loss column back. You would be more inclined not to play Jacksonville, right? Because you, you're going to be contrarian. Here, you're thinking, okay, everyone in the right mind would play unless they have a reason not Exa- to. Exactly.
1: I, I I was shocked. I thought the, 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 we'd see Jacksonville as one of the most common plays, and ultimately, my other loser. And it wasn't though. It wasn't. My other loser was Philadelphia mm-hmm. plus three and a half was very popular amongst a lot of. It was one of the top five plays. That line was like three point two five, and I was like, ah, eh, I I I I. I well, well, you liked
0: it, too. Yeah, and I so said— So if you're getting—and yeah. and being at 3.25 is worth about 5 cents, right? the uh, 10 cents. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 20 cents on the half, so 10 cents. Yeah. So that's—10 cents is like being laying 6.5 when it's 7. And, and
1: I thought to myself, I like the Raiders plus 3. Okay, the line mm-hmm. was 3, and that line was like 2.85. So it wasn't quite as good. And also, I'm thinking to myself, and this sounds ludicrous, I need wins. Ties aren't going to get it done.
0: I mean— See, that's—so that's, that shows, if you were saying, I'll take— Third, right now, you probably want to have a better chance at ties, right? Yes. But yes. You but you want a higher variance um, uh, games because you want to win. I think. Yeah. I think I got to go f- like like there. I, I was thinking to myself. I think I got to go like fifteen and ten to to, to win this thing. Well, you I, know. I mean that. But let's think about this. It's a. Million, and I'm not sure it will. Yeah, but a million dollar contest. If you go fifteen and ten, so so what we got left is five weeks left. We have four weeks now. Oh, so you were thinking before when you were making these picks. Okay, so four weeks left. So what would you say? So right now you're tied for third. Yes. Okay. Three-way tie for third. And how many people are in first and second? Just one and one? They're both a half game in front of me. First and second place guy. there's only two people better than you, a half game in front. That is correct. So they're tied for first. Yes. All right. So literally you five are all within a half a game. Yes. If you would have picked, there's one more winner out of the pool the ping pong ball. Jacksonville.
1: That you, if Jacksonville like, just fucking kicks the extra point, then I'm the chip leader. Yes.
0: You'd be a hat. Oh my god! Imagine that. Imagine how he'd be. This is
1: <laughs> this is literally like the the fourth time in a primetime game. We talk about the Eagles yeah. that I've missed the chip lead because I got the game wrong.
0: Yeah, but you. Let's just say On this, the
1: prime time b- Sunday night, Monday night. But you know? and
0: you know why? Because you have a bias for those games because you want to hedge out. Maybe maybe you're letting no, that be the time. That's breaker. really not
1: true. <laughs> I mean, th- th- that would be true the last week. Okay. That's certainly true because I could right. know exactly what it was worth to me at that point.
0: So, guys, can you imagine someone sending you nine picks and somehow you found and and, and the and Oppo ha-
1: the Oppo happened the the, the the like the the two weeks before where you're like oh. Tough week in the Westgate because I went like two and three. That's true. That's yeah, true. For, for like three, I know I went three straight weeks, two and three at the Westgate because I was top ten, and now I'm like top thirty or top forty
0: so, because of it. So really, the bad and I want to get you guys' thoughts on it. The bad break here was more that the more people didn't have the Jags. It seems exactly. Like. So amongst the five that is right there. Did any of them have the Jags? None of them the wow. Jaguars. Now, that's interesting, because I wouldn't bet the Jags either. So, i six. No.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think the uncertainty of Lawrence was too much for them to bear. They're like, uh eh, the market's this, but I really don't know. You know?
0: That's an interesting point. So, AJ and Scott, like, I was not around when Fez, you know, won the two Super Contests. Because I wouldn't take his calls till he won the second, but but no, but um, this is interesting to me. I have some impressions of how he's approaching this. You guys ha- w- haven't been around any super contest winners, I don't think, right? No, I mean, just Fez. as it was happening. I mean, oh no,
2: no, no, no. Yeah.
0: So I guess the question is, what's your impressions of how he's approaching it?
2: I I think that Fed. Like, I'm not one to. I, I hate to even like pick apart what Fez does because this is the thing he's the best at in the world. But
0: but you're just saying as an observer.
2: As an observer I think that sometimes he slaves to where the market is currently when he makes his pick. And sometimes I think he should trust his handicapping more than the, the handicapping of the consensus.
0: Yeah. See, I agree with that maybe here's what I find interesting about that. I don't agree with it generally, but here's where I think it's interesting. How much better is the market today than it was 10 or 11 years ago when you Light were? Light years better. But you were just as much a slave to the market then. No. What?
1: No, I had differences more because there were times like, like, and we used to talk about this. We used to do a pod where I would forecast line moves.
0: Yes, yeah. Up well, to it like was a, part of the pod, yeah. Yeah,
1: up to like a couple years ago. And I kind of kiboshed it. Why? Because... Like literally Monday morning, if I don't do the pod on Sunday night, okay? Mm-hmm. The the line moves are just drastic at 6 a.m. Boom. Here comes first line move, 6:30 a.m. Here comes the second wave of line moves. The market gets trashed and put into place so heavily.
0: There's more professionalism. Like people that are serious got their work done for these games a week ago. Exactly. Almost. Yes. And and yeah, okay. That's interesting. So but
1: because of that and 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 one thing I've noticed the limits go higher on, you know, come Friday and then again come Saturday, and I just I've noticed the market is very very deadly. At least it has been this year on these moves that have been happening Friday night and Saturday, even though some of them
0: are subtle. Why do you what do you think are driving those? Is it the Friday practice reports, you think? I think that's a big part of it. Cuz yes. I I do see a lot of moves Wednesday Which is the first, you know? I think that the injury stuff is probably the most untapped for the non-super professional. Like even professional guys aren't as attuned to the injuries, many of them, as I think the syndicates are because they got teams of people. And we're all so damn busy.
1: We're on Friday. We're betting the NBA. We're betting college. We're getting ready for college basketball. But they're not right.
0: Or they're betting them with another group or whatever's going on.
1: They've got one group that's dedicated solely to the NFL. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If someone was looking to specialize. And say, all I'm going to do is look is is have a sense of the injuries. I'm um, not a sense, a deep sense, and then come the report Wednesday. Based on that, I'm going to know immediately how important this that this is. Because if you ever listen to guys that are like team beat writers, they'll say that the fourth cornerback here was was out. But what you don't real, well, he doesn't say. They don't say it like that. They'll say, but what is not obvious is. That that's the only guy on the team that can cover the really small, quick receiver. So, so like when that fourth corner's out, that's not registering with you or, or most not anyone. But if you know the team super well, or if all you focused on was injuries, you would know that fourth corner matters. And maybe you don't bet the game. Maybe you bet the prop. Of that receiver over. Well, that's 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 a stone cold nuts. But you know but, when you when you look at but the there's overall a lot life. of those opportunities out there. Oh
1: it, well, well, yeah, in on the East Coast if you can get down. But 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 like those
0: opportunities are in Vegas. Well, when you say East Coast, you mean DraftKings and FanDuel. Duel, yeah, yeah and FanDuel. What's your impression?
3: Uh, well, as far as the injury reports are concerned, like yes, if you have a good sense of it, especially knowing like which teams and which guys get rest days so yeah yeah yeah. you know you can say oh this event this guy didn't practice but he never practices or he was a limited participant but you know what i was there i saw him you know he's fine
0: or i know the beat writer to listen to and he said yeah
3: exactly so you can follow that as far as like fez's contest strategy like i'm with aj i do think sometimes there's too much uh reliance on the market movements because i also notice and i know we joke around wednesday bad Sunday good, mm-hmm. but there's sometimes, a, you know, a difference in the handicapping on the pod because of, as, as opposed to the pick that he actually, you know, winds up playing because there was some line movement when, and a lot of the times it does work out where he gets, you know, a, a loser on Wednesday, but he nails it on the Sunday. But what I notice it, because I'm a cynic like that, when it happens the other way, where I'm like, man, that was such a great handicap on the pod on Wednesday. Why didn't he just pick that game?
0: But how's his how's his Wednesday record versus his Exactly, <laughs> exactly. that's the yeah. that's, that's
3: and,
1: the and, catch twenty two is that Wednesday bed, Sunday incredible. Well, and I mean forty seven. 20, and yeah, 3. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, and and I, I looked back on my Westgate wins. Obviously, 300 people versus 5,000 people. Yeah. I mean, think about yeah. that. So 5,000 people, if there are only 500 people, if you're in the top 10, you would have been in first place back in 2008, almost for sure. Um, yeah, no, I or agree. Or very, very, I mean, very likely. And I went back, how many games was I above 500? In 2009, I was 22 games above 500 for the season. Mm-hmm. I won 22 above I'm 27 above. What's your what's your Westgate record now? I was 53, he's, 31 and he's one. You're talking about when I won. won. Oh, okay. And and the other year I was 56 and 28. So it's 28 above is my high water mark I've ever been in a contest. And I'm and I'm 27 above in the circa millions. Okay, guys,
0: we just had a time shift, time shift, and we did about what 25 minutes maybe. That was a wow. Yeah. Uh, talking Fez and his circa. And it's fascinating. We talk about how much his opinion's worth versus the market, et cetera, et cetera. So check that out. Now, as we jump in... Oh, by the way, Mackenzie's out today, so we got all four of us here. Um, Who do we got in the house today? In house? Well, we already talked about it. We got AJ, <laughs> we got Steve Fezik, AJ Hoffman, who's of German descent. That's correct. Okay. Steve Fezik of... From Dayton, Ohio. (laughs) That might might be the way to say, right? Daytonian descent. Yeah? What's that mean? Daytonian? Oh, Daytonian. I thought you were saying some advanced thing. The Gem City. Straight out of New York, baby. Hot out of New York. Scott Seidenberg.
3: An an excited New Yorker after what we saw uh, tonight.
0: Oh, well, that's. In fact, let's talk about that game first. Tommy DeVito with the game of his life. Come on. Zero
3: sex ran for 70 yards.
0: Is that our level of production? This is he's absurd. Playing? He's, he's playing it from his laptop. This is absurd. It's already like pointed at the mic. What are we like, doing here? A new guy. It's like a new guy coming to the radio station. And, and by, all right, what are you feeling? Now, let's admit something here before mm-hmm. we start. Yeah. Let's admit that I'm the one that told Fez, listen, if they're starting him, there's a reason they're starting him. What we've seen isn't everything there is to this guy.
3: You convinced me to make it my one weight on Uh, the Dream Pod. All right. Remember, I held out for the Uh, whole podcast, and we took the Giants. This was the best game we've we've seen him play. And more importantly, it was the best game the Giants offensive line had played. I tweeted something out that got a big reception after the first three quarters of both of these games. I said, what's more surprising after three quarters of football? The Dolphins have yet to score an offensive touchdown, or Tommy DeVito hasn't been sacked. And I think the answer was Tommy DeVito hadn't been sacked, and he goes the entire game without getting sacked one time. To me, that's the most impressive thing that I saw from the Giants in this game.
0: At what point are we going to start with the tanking, right? Is I mean, the Giants were in prime position. Tommy or DeVito, a chance to get a number one pick, the idea of one more year left with the quarterback on the $40 million deal, I mean, they could have put Daniel Jones in the history books. Instead, they've won, is it three straight now?
3: They've won three straight now. They are one game out of a playoff spot in the NFC. That
0: is absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> now, now let's think about this a second. They've played better than the Eagles the last three weeks then. Net-net. I mean, even if you count competition, you can say.
3: Yeah. The and this was a— wins over the Patriots, well, the Commanders yeah, okay. Patriots and now
0: Packers. Okay, the Packers is a nice win. Yeah.
1: And this was not a phony win. Uh, they won the stats. The Giants did 40 more yards, uh comparable first downs and yards per play. Look at Tommy DeVito, 6.7, almost 7 yards per play. Defense gives up just under 5. They crushed Green Bay in terms of yards per The YPP stat.
3: And they actually could have scored more. I mean, the Saquon Barkley fumble was as fluky of a fumble as you're going to see. No one touched him. He was running down the sidelines, and once he got to about the 20-yard line, he tripped over his own two feet, falls forward, drops the football before any Packers actually... Touched him the, down. The
1: ground can indeed cause a fumble. It wound up being a turnover.
3: Yes. The Giants could have scored on that drive And I mean, whatever the EPA was at that point, give the Giants maybe four more points in this game. You know, it, it, it's, it just could have wound up being a different game for the Giants. Even still, they scored 24 points. In
2: t- to your point about tanking, RJ, six of the eight teams that were in last place in their division coming into the week won this week.
0: Wow, that's mm. fascinating. <laughs> Okay, now I'm looking at the now. This is before tonight's games on the season. The Giants, and they are. Uh, it looks like last on net yards per play. In fact, Fez, I don't know how your numbers line up. I've got them before this game, minus 1.6 yards per play, and the next worst at minus one yard, 1.0. 1. Oh, no, yeah, 1.0 yards per play. So Giants minus 1.6. And then the two other teams, in this case, it was Carolina and Washington, minus 1.0. Does that line up with you? It it does. Yes. Right. New no England so, minus 0.9. So this feeds into what I believe the story here is in a macro sense, which is that Dayball is a really good coach. Yep. And maybe he doesn't have management down yet because apparently, you know, not only is Wink Martindale and him not speaking, but <laughs> apparently they might be all three coordinators are supposed to maybe go is what they're saying. Really? Yeah, I don't know. exactly. I mean, and let me ask you, what is your sense before this win streak? Because it's easier now to say, oh, is, was Dayball handling it well? What was the source of some of this internal consternation, it seems?
3: I think it got to a point where, you know, we, we had lauded – Dable for his ability to bounce back after losses. The Giants last year, they were 7-0 and after a loss. And this year, they were winless after a loss. They, he So he wasn't able to bounce back. And I think it maybe showed some flaws in the way that he was coaching. That it wasn't just, you know, you can't just you can't just rah rah team to victory.
0: Mm-hmm. And maybe is that then, what you thought Dayball was? Just because he I seems so gruff year, on the sidelines. I thought
3: last year when he went for to the two against the Titans early on in the season, it set the tone for the Giants. That he was an aggressive guy. Dayballs, right? balls of steel. He believes in his players and he gives the players confidence. But if you if it's what's the saying, the pros, Joes, X's, O's? Whatever. Like, yeah. You don't have the players. You don't have the players. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you instill confidence in them.
0: Except I would make the case, Fez, if you look at your power ratings in coming into the game, and let's say last year and this year as a bundle, the Giants have won more games at a deficiency in power rating than any other team.
1: I agree with that because they're power rated last year right around 500 I, I, oh I'm, no I'm God below no! 500, below five hundred. Below five hundred. They were power rated like yeah. like twenty
0: fifth or something, yeah. right? Yes. That's what he was saying all last year, yeah. wasn't it? And then they end up making the playoffs this year. They were power rated as the you were saying like, yep, Carolina is the worst team except for Devito and the Giants. Yeah, the Giants
1: they, they, were clearly the worst team three weeks ago,
0: and but they weren't. Yeah, right. In theory, right? So I think Dayball shows they can transcend, or he mm. transcend. Now it doesn't mean he's going to win Super Bowls. It means kind of like Belichick. And we'll say used to be, though, again, any given year, you never know. I would make the case if you look at the Patriots stats and you look at the fact of how close some of these games have been, the win count doesn't get get you there. I I still think the Giants are the second worst team, even after this win. After three straight wins. Who's worse? The Patriots are
1: worse. The Patriots are not worse.
0: Well, they just beat them, right? So I'm not saying. I think Washington. I think Washington for sure. I think Washington is worse than I realized. I mean, some of these numbers... Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, when we, and they're on by, so we won't over-talk until uh, the show, Dream Preview show that we tape on Wednesday night and comes out overnight Wednesday. Okay, let's segue to the second team, and then we'll come back to Monday, but I want to talk about one other thing here. Well, let's think about it. Let's talk about the Giants and the pa- or the Packers side. This was a team that was... Go ahead. No. Oh, did you have something? No. No. Um, <laughs> This was a team that came in hot, hot, hot. Not so much now. I mean, how much do you downgrade? How are you thinking about it? Yeah, well, in retrospect, it's easy, right? That super dead spot that
1: the Packers off, that super emotional, you know, primetime win. A statement game, kind of
0: stepping onto the Ameri- the, the national stage.
1: Exactly. And Now, uh, the, dude, we Tommy DeVito, we roll into New York. We're not going to have a problem here. And New like, York
0: can be distracting. Yes.
1: And, you know, R.J. He's got his lost early 20s. You bring this up about, like, you know, that quirky, you know, frozen tundra, you know, with a heated coil. Slick field that the, the, the Green Bay gets to play on, you know, advantage against mm. Kansas City and the like. And you know, the wind is is is. I mean, Kansas City is looking a little less formidable formidable with each week. <laughs> the abominable formidable. Uh, well, that's, that was pretty. good. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I I I don't want to downgrade Green Bay too much because it really was a, a bad spot. And also, I want to win my over seven and a
0: half. I do too. That's, that's, season that's, 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 win. Then, I, but, I mean, the Tennessee. Is, let's just say tonight. Didn't go too well because we've got Tennessee under, we're fine, and Green Bay over. We're, we're still, you know what? Green Bay is going to be a sweat Tonight, Tennessee. Yeah. I don't think Green Bay is going to be a Tennessee's sweat. five and eight. Our number seven. They're not going a half.
1: eight and nine. Yeah, our number seven and
2: a half in the Green Bay. Their I next f- two games are home Bucks at Panthers. You should feel good.
0: Well, I don't know the Bucks or the Panthers were like minus three or plus three <laughs> against the Bucks. Um, now. Real quick, though, I do think there's a lesson in this, which is when a team enters a new place in their evolution, and I can say it better than that, the Packers aren't used to being a almost a touchdown road favorite, this Packer team, a touchdown road favorite on national TV because typically what would happen is Tom Brady or whoever was really good on a veteran team would say, all right, guys, this is where we could get lax. I'm not going to let it happen. But who's saying that on the Packers? The coach, but the coach is just saying that kind of stuff all the time. Who's the locker room sheriff in there? I don't think they have one.
1: I, I agree, and I I would make I'd use a comp Detroit. You know, Detroit started laying these points on the road, and
0: it's like clearly they weren't buttoned up. But well, see, I would make. Oh, that's interesting. I think Detroit actually had a couple spots early in the year they could have been flat, and they weren't. Mm. I think what we're seeing from Detroit now is real. Just let's go to that game. It's just deficiency on. Their defense. I don't. I mean, do you think that? Do you think they're much better than these performances, or do you think these are representative of them? I think
1: they're representative. I think you nailed it. That that defense is just vulnerable. Crappy weather against Chicago. Fields has a, has a good game. Bears get three thirty six in offense, and you know this was this was a team effort by Detroit. Was that one of
0: your losers, AJ?
1: Uh, that was one of my winners. Oh, I thought you disagree with that. No.
0: Why did I think he disagreed? Mm. Oh, you, we were talking about J- Justin Fields rushing, and weren't you being poo-pooing him rushing? No. Okay. Fields,
1: Fields was good, All and right. golf. We talked about golf, bad weather. You talked yeah, about the well, Super, I, that Super Bowl year with Goffs, and then when he went to Chicago, he had that crappy game and another crappy game and bad so, weather So let's be clear.
0: I think the Lions, because Dan Campbell is a good motivator, mm-hmm. had the Lions in some spots earlier in the year ready to go when you would have thought maybe mm-hmm. it would be flat like Green Bay. Which kind of makes me think Lafleur is a good—he's a good, if not great, X's and O's coach. Motivationally, leadership-wise, not as sure. Mm-hmm. He couldn't handle. Let's be honest—he didn't handle Aaron Rodgers very well. He did well on the field with him, but otherwise, question mark. Maybe no one could handle Aaron Rodgers. though. right. It, this feels like a flat spot that could have been avoided. But X's and O's, we got to give him a thumbs up. I think Dan Campbell, we don't know X's and O's because he doesn't really do X's and O's by all accounts. But he had a motivated. But now with the lines, I think the defense is a problem, no doubt. And I think you know, as far as Detroit and in the pecking
1: order, like we were talking about them being the number one seed, and them you know in the same conversation of yeah. these elite teams, that's off the table
0: now. now. I agree. The D, I mean, the D might be what? How bad is the D? The uh, the, the, I mean, number 25. No, I think it's worse I than that. I think it's worse than that, too. Okay. What yeah. do you think? I think
2: when you look back at the last five weeks, they gave up 28 to the Bears, 28 to the Saints, 29 to the Packers.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's say the Bears and the Saints, in theory, are two of the worst offenses You're in right. the Right. Mm-hmm. 26 to
2: the Bears and 38 to the Chargers, which now that we're seeing the Chargers, the last, like, since that game, the Chargers can't score at all. So, the, this defense, I think, was it got hyped up early in the season based on holding Kansas City's offense down. And it just turns out Kansas City's offense wasn't that good. And, and that game was
0: on that was their coming out another coming out. It was week out? one. It was uh, yeah. everybody Island at game. Yep. All right. So there's a concept called DPA, which is the Delta on Points Allowed. So if you have a positive number, it means you actually gave up more points than you were supposed to. And this is on a per game basis. So how would we do this? Well, let's think. The line is minus four, and let's say the total is 44, and you're the underdog. Well, the score is supposed to be 24 for your opponent, 20 for you, right? That's minus four and 44. You can do that with any game. Sometimes you're going to be on a fraction, but you can do that on any game. Well, if we look at that compared to how many points they give up, here are the teams with the worst DPA, meaning gave up more points than expected. And right there, the bottom three are... Washington is the worst. They've given up eight points a game more. <laughs> and they <laughs> hey, fired their defensive line. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it's going to get worse. It got worse the next yeah, week. Yeah. That was one you were wrong about, finally, when you yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's even going to be worse now, or just as bad, because Rivera's not supposed to be calling plays. In a, you yeah. know, All right. But then the next lowest one is the Las Vegas, or or check that. It's going to be a positive number. Indianapolis, we know their D's horrible, right? Mm-hmm. They're only two point nine points. They've given up more. So eight, two point nine, and then next the Lions, two point eight. So it's almost a field goal extra game, but you add it up over the season. That's the third worst based on expectation. But boy, how bad is Washington? I mean, that's yeah. crazy.
3: And I'll tell you what, the Lions, the rest of their games are all indoors. I think the over in every single one of these games.
0: Yeah, the question is: once something becomes faster than ever, right? The bears are going to be, you know, priced very differently. I think, and and I and I think, I wonder sometimes, Fez, is it better? You want to be early, and that's great. But once the consensus is out there, I think fading some of these narratives makes sense sometimes. It just matters how how quickly does the market catch up and then overshoot it. Do you think? I mean, I guess every Usually. situation is Any different. Against the spread, run. Typically, that
1: happens. Yeah. All if, things being equal, if team covers four straight times, I want to look to fade them. Total is forty-seven
3: for their game on Saturday night against the Broncos.
1: By the way, I do think mm, we've been talking negative about Detroit. I do think this is um, a get-well spot where they get the Broncos, who keep getting all these turnovers game after game. I know they had the one close loss, but um, now they go to Detroit in a circle the wagons game. Um and and they laid an egg and, you know on Thanksgiving. Um, I think that the Lions are gonna bring it at home
0: against the Denver Broncos Saturday night. They're better at home, obviously. The whole dome thing, the outdoor thing with golf. And um, the Broncos may not have the kind of offense that can punish the
2: you know, the the bad Lions defense because you you guys have talked about how conservative the Broncos offense has been. But, the, but
0: that's been to their advantage.
2: Right. But I, I mean, well, yeah, you're right. But what, what? I mean, but here's the thing. What cost know, the Lions was in this game was explosives, like the Justin Fields explosives. I don't know if there's any explosive well, plays for the Broncos. Uh, th-
0: here's the thing: if you can control the, your, if your offense can get first downs and control the ball, now you control the game, right? So they didn't get first downs in this game. The line, the Detroit really struggled against Chicago in that weather. Oh, oh no, no, when I, we were talking about Denver. Yeah, and, and what I was saying is, AJ's saying. That oh can Denver punish Detroit? Take advantage of how bad their defense is. Yeah. They're maybe not explosive enough. Yeah, maybe. And I agree, they're not as explosive as, especially in a bad kind of bad weather game with fields or whatever. But I think it allows Sean Payton to do whatever he wants, which means they probably don't lose. Uh, what's the what's the current number in that game? Four and a half. Five on yeah. Steamed it was so, three and a half and. Money, money poured in on Detroit. So Price. I can, I can do the famous teaser up to ten and a half or, or that. Yes, I tell you, I'm not sure. I mean, it's not a classic advantage, Wong teaser, but I would say this: Broncos don't get blown out in many games. No. So, and and you know what? I think the Broncos are a team, and we'll, we'll move on here. I think the Bron, and let's talk about that game next. The Broncos game. I think they're a team. That if you want to look at some of these first half, second half results, there's certain teams, I think if they're not leading at halftime, they got trouble. And I think Denver's one of those. If they're leading at half, you can feel pretty good. They're going to, you know, not always, but they're going to finish the job. They're down 10 at halftime. They're in big trouble. Do you think the payoffs on those are are fair enough that you can take advantage of them or what? I think team dependent. Yes, absolutely.
1: Because let's face it, everyone's just pricing based upon the algorithm and what what the preflop number was. And some teams are obviously Kansas City's the poster child for whoever gets up double they digits, bet the other
0: team. You they know? were. Well, well talk- so the
1: refs job them. Yeah.
0: So let's do Denver now. Then oh, we'll talk. Boy. <laughs> oh, you think? Oh, you don't believe that, do, yeah the the we'll guy to was offsides by like 3 yards
1: yeah we yeah, yeah we'll get to that all um, right go ahead uh, so denver <laughs> uh we're going to disagree uh, d- this is a phony final <laughs> so you and
0: common sense will be at odds Yes,
1: yeah, denver denver wins by 17 but the i mean they get to play against eastern stick for half the game for the chargers so they
0: knocked they knocked out they are, Herbert, yeah.
1: Herbert's got another finger broken. He's I'm he's surprised grown. AJ's even he's, here. He's
0: got two broken
1: fingers now, one on each other. He's out for end. the season, they
0: say, right? Yeah, I hope so. Um,
1: he he's not going to play on Thursday.
0: My understanding is he didn't drink a lot of milk as a kid. Clearly, there's no surprise. He, he wasn't was the like, American kind of kid. Mm. I don't know. What do you.
3: Early signs of calcium deficiency.
0: What do you th- what do you think about this? And while we'll that Fez think. Fez I mean, has, a, he, has like three stats he wants to read real fast, he broke
2: it. his finger. I mean, it's. Is now it vis- what do you
0: think about the disaster that is his career? I wouldn't say it's a disaster. Here's the question: Let's give Bill Simmons credit for this, and I want you to think about it until Fez is done with reading his stats. All right, all right, and everyone can answer. The number one pick this year, let's say Chicago gets it. Okay, Chicago says straight up, give us. Herbs will take them, broke, mangled hands and all. You get the number one pick. They would take it. Who would?
1: Pronouns. Chargers
3: would
0: take it. The Chargers would take it. Yeah. Now that before the now, let's say this for Mahomes, they would say you can give us four number ones. We don't want it. Right? Think right. about it in a weird way. You can get. I mean, the the the, the safety um, for the Seahawks got two Adams. Small got, Adams. Yeah. Here. Got two first round. Now it wasn't the number one pick, but you think they take it? Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I'm gonna let you think. Guys, give us those stats you were anxious to read.
1: Yeah, so 24-7 was the final score. It looks like like a complete and utter blot, and was against the backup quarterback for half the game. But stats- was it
0: half the game?
1: Yeah, that's okay. Okay. It about you were saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I, I I don't know. Pastrami texted me like 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 sometime around halftime. Is like, That's not your nickname for AJ Pastrano. No, okay. no, uh, Lamb Chop is AJ. <laughs> so the, uh, right. the the yardage, yes, Denver won. They won the yards by like forty. They won the YPP by like plus 0.7. Yeah. They had a couple more first downs. They should that have That sounds won. like they dominated everything. No, they no they they won everything by a small margin. They should have won what the have game by like. What you got against Denver?
0: But they're they phony team because you don't understand what Sean Payton's doing. I actually truly believe that this is a master class and how to in the turnover battle. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, no, it's to do your offense in a way that doesn't pr- make you prone to turnovers, right? Less mm. risk. And number 2, having a team that that listen, some turnovers are luck for sure. Some defenses do generate turnovers. We can't act like it's all random on the de- mm. I mean, interceptions certainly aren't. I Taylor I agree with that. Right? But but this was not a 24 to 7 score. Okay, but Denver's a good t- I mean, let's be honest. If we Here's the thing, if we look at a team like Denver that could have given up on the year, it could have been a disaster. We saw what happened with Denver last year. Yep. Right. They start out bad, and we look now. Sean Payton starts out worse. You could say, right? Seventy to twenty is worse because it was such, it was so emblematic of their futility, and to get them where they're in the in the playoff hunt right now. <sighs> I mean, would you rather Houston without Tank Dell if you're playing a division, if you're a division winner, or would you rather play Denver? I mean, what I'm saying is the fact we might... They're in pa- the same conversation. Isn't that a hell of a coaching job? Yeah, it is. All right. All right. So what are you doing to, for that offer? If nope. I'm the Chargers? Yeah.
2: I keep Justin Herbert.
0: All right. But you think... It, it, I certainly think about it. It is an indictment on him that... that that's, that's even it, a discussion. Yeah, isn't yeah. it? Because you were... Matt, when I said When I said... Last year, you tried to pigeonhole me and get me in the corner. And you said, well, who's your top five picks? And we had, we were doing like a top five picks in the redraft of the whole freaking league. And I, and it was looking like Herbert should have been the fifth. But I went back and reread some of those uh, the character issues. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know about him at the time. And, <laughs> and I said... I'm going to trade down, and you got mad at that. I couldn't get pigeonholed in. It seems absurd now. You're even considering for the number one pick. You're saying he was one of the top five players in the entire sport. Yeah, what's happened to him?
2: I, I don't have an answer. I'm not, I'm not. I I can't speak to what's in his Jay head. Jay Cutler. I don't think it's that because it like. <laughs> Honestly, Jay Cutler's had better statistical years than that. <laughs> he's, he's,
1: he's the opposite of Tony Perez. He's the least clutch player in the history of the major league sports. His only <laughs> reference
0: is the 70s, 70s big Red machine. Red. Yeah.
3: I think if they had an opportunity to get out of the $260 million contract and to start fresh with a new head coach and the number one overall player. They're going to start fresh with a new head I'm coach. I'm saying, though, new, new coach, new quarterback, I think they would take that.
2: Yeah. You know, the problem is, you know Justin Herbert's not Bryce Young. And the downside that's is you, you like when you roll those dice, whatever you think Justin
0: Herbert is, you know he's not Bryce Young. Like I, I got to be honest with you, I wouldn't even I wouldn't consider it for the next two number one picks, really? even with Herbert. Yeah, just because it's so it is about one in three. It's I mean let's think about two hundred and sixty million is a lot of money. Yeah, but that's a going rate. But for
2: like the Justin Herbert's a quarterback who can play in this league, and has, is he going to win a Super Bowl? At this point, it looks like probably not. Wow, but. Let's just say he's not, he doesn't feel like a great winner. Right. But he's certainly he's a competent starting-level no, quarterback. Confident. He's and, more than competent. And there's, just, there's like 10 of those guys in the league this right now. This
0: wouldn't be fun if he wasn't more than competent. The fact that he loses in Does spot- he feel like Phillip Rivers? He feels like he—well, he, Phillip Rivers is better than people think. Phillip Rivers is a borderline that. Hall of Famer. Yeah. So I would say that's a high bar, right? I would say he's better than Eli Manning ever dreamed of being. But Eli was clutch. So yeah. that's the... Eli versus Herbert's the question. I mean, there was a lot <laughs> right? of Philip Rivers when evaluate? the game
1: was on the line that he would, like, throw the ball. God dang it, the interception. I mean, yeah. try, there's throws yeah. that... I Justin Herbert
0: physical limitations when the pressure... When it was really the most intense, maybe, too.
2: There's throws that Justin Herbert can make that Troy Aikman, like, has never dreamed about making, and mm-hmm. Troy
0: Aikman's in the Hall of Fame. Well, it weighs... Those three rings weighs you yeah. down. You can't... <laughs> so, you know, it's an... Let's just say this. I don't know the kid, and... That's the first time I think I've ever called someone a kid that was in the professional. They always seem older, but I, I mean, that's not the case. But I, I do think there's something to the Oregon thing. I, I mean, the reason I – that was Oregon, right? The, yeah. Is I started that – I mean, you've been here the whole evolution of my anti-Herbert. It's like if the guy's just as good as a senior as he is as, was as a freshman, something's wrong with that. I really believe mm-hmm. that. And, you know, we can always talk about coordinators. Oh, there was a coordinator change. Come on. Day ball – obviously is an example of a coach that doesn't let all the details hold him down. All right, what else in this Chargers game? I I, I think they're a fade the rest of the year. I think so too. L- Cuz
2: L- L- Staley's horrible. And Easton Stick is like a I mean this is like a went, I think he went to the same college that uh that Trey Lance went to. Like this is a it's not a D1 college guy. Like he's not a pedigreed guy. This was a they didn't have a they didn't have a backup that was prepared for this situation. Which
0: they've spent so much money. They they
1: really spent this year. Yep. And this is the dream crusher. The Chargers are donezo now mm-hmm. in terms of any chance, especially they, the quarterbacks out. Yeah, they know. They're not they're not the Cincinnati Bengals that suddenly are going to rally. This is a low um, caliber um team in terms of adversity. So uh well, and they've got the Bills, Chiefs and Broncos left on their they're schedule. Finished. Like, they're finished. Yeah. They they they're, they're booking tea times
0: right now so, for So what's the Thursday line?
1: Thursday is the Oh, oh the Raiders, Raiders are laying -3. Raiders -3 three. Three favorites. Oh, I like the under. Wow.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. 33.5.
0: <laughs> I like the under. Really? I um huh. Huh, I like the Raiders there. I do. It seems almost opposites, right? You got a quarterback obviously not put, two bad quarterbacks. You don't want to lay points necessarily, but it seems like the Raiders are playing hard at least. First I mean, that defense—the
1: yeah. first game where ninety percent of the crowd will be rooting for our Raiders.
0: That's interesting, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh huh. Because uh, the Thursday game too, right? There's yeah. not as many people in for the weekend.
1: And uh, no, no, there are no, there
0: are no Charger fans. Well, uh, Herbert's taking care Other of the names, last yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's let's do this one. We've touched on a few games. I want to keep on the coaching idea. And I think the other coach that's transcending talent is in Los Angeles. I think the Rams. I think they lost that game, but you've got to up. I hope you upgraded them, Fez. I hope you upgraded them. Now this is interesting.
1: Hmm. I. Let me see here. The Yes, I did. Um right, good. I thought I, th- I was talking about Baltimore, downgrading Baltimore. And at first I was like, I'm going to downgrade Baltimore half a point. And then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, boy, you know, it's 31-all. It's a pretty much an even game the whole way. If the special teams guy in bad weather doesn't take the punt back 75 yards, well, let's say he muffs it, all right, mm-hmm. and the Rams recover and they win. Well, now it's an easy downgrade. We're going to downgrade Baltimore a point and a quarter probably, mm-hmm. you know, for the, their seven-and-a-quarter point favorite. You know, so what did you do? So I I brought down Baltimore three I, I it's either gonna be a half or one. So Yeah, one would be a lot for one. One would be a game. lot. And I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring the Rams up a half. And the Rams are are just I mean, obviously they lose by six as a seven point dog, but the Rams are playing very well. Rams yeah. are a legitimate contender. Yes. And the offense in bad weather was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean to me four hundred yards. We were debating in the you know, why would he come um why would the boy Genius come back and To me, when I read, it's the same thing I saw a couple years ago before they won the Super Bowl, where he is the kind of guy. John Wooden, the former UCLA coach, basketball, had a a saying, and this might not be verbatim, but it was: "If you got a problem, if you can fix it, brew a pot of coffee. If you can't, go to sleep. Like you can only control what you can control, right? Well, some people, and if you fret about it, you, you use your energy up for something that doesn't do anything, right? Well." I think that McVeigh believes he can affect more things than most people think. So in spots where you might say they've only got rookies and the youngest roster, well, they have what? Two major, the running back and Puka Nakua. Is that right? That's the first time I ever said his yeah, name. Puka Nakua. You nailed See, it. See, I only need to hear like, mm. like 12 weeks. and then <laughs> I. But um, that's those are both non-first-round picks. Yeah. Right? So the GM's doing a good job. He's coaching him up. Cooper Cup, people thought I talked to or listened to fantasy guys that said that he was, it looked like he was spent. He's like 31, and it was like he's done. This is the end. And he looked, I mean, so to me, you got to give McVeigh a lot of credit.
2: The last month, the Rams. Are, the Rams are better than the Seahawks now. The Rams, oh, have, I think that's true. The Rams have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Seahawks at this point. Uh, they, they beat them twice head to head. They've got the same record right now, and the Seahawks mm-hmm. have a tougher schedule down the stretch. Like you, no one would have thought that, and I, I really think it's the Sean McVay find like finding Kyron Williams and having a real running game well, is again, so vital you know, to their the,
0: offense. The GM obviously, yeah. yeah.
2: Well, uh, but, I mean, but. When Sean McVay was like, when he benched... uh Akers? Yeah, Cam Akers. And I was like, man, what are they doing? But Cam Akers last year couldn't play either. And they, they kept benching him. And it's like, you figure yeah, out why. Achilles, yeah. He's a
0: malcontent also. He is. And, and this Kyron Williams is versatile. He's explosive. But it does speak to that there are a backlog of running backs that we haven't known their names. For sure. Does, doesn't mean in every case, but often, right? Yeah. Um yeah, I, I, listen, I was a skeptic of McVeigh because whenever someone gets too much attention too quick or a lot of attention quick, you think it's a media creation, and maybe it was, but he's made it where you see there's, and again, I didn't understand his grandfather, we, we talked about this once, was one of the instrumental pieces of the 49ers during the Bill Walsh era as a executive, so to me, I'm super impressed. Um so with
3: Kyron Williams playing. Yes. They're 5 and 4. The 4 losses. Second game of the season they lose to San Francisco 30 to 23.
0: All right. Kick the field goal to get the get cover. The cover,
3: yep. The next week they <laughs> lose 19-16 on Monday Night Football at Cincinnati. And
0: plus, let's not forget something. He's a rookie at this point. Yes. So yeah. he's not going to influence things as much. They lose to Philadelphia 23-14 and then the overtime loss
3: to Baltimore. And then they've won every other game he's played in the games that he's missed. Lose to Pittsburgh, lose to Dallas, lose to Green Bay. They beat Seattle barely, seventeen sixteen.
0: Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting because I, w- I was thinking it was lined up, you know, with the quarterback. But but I mean, I think it is too, right? Sure. I'm, I'm assuming sure. that there was some overlap there of right? yeah. games missed, etc. Yeah. Just
3: the just only the Green Bay game Ripon played.
0: Okay. But just Stafford being healthy. Stafford, that's the only game he's missed? Well,
3: he missed half the Dallas game.
0: Okay. So he got hurt. But he was hobbled. He was hobbled in some of those games. I mean, coming in, it was like he might not play. Yeah. Right. So, um, what do you do? Where's Baltimore at in your rankings? Because uh, there's a lot of serious people I respect that are saying Baltimore is the second best team and it's not even close. Okay, so who do you got? To, uh, I hope KC's not ahead of himself. Oh, I got to lower Miami big time. No, I'm... Oh, because again, this is, we're recording this right after the game's ended. San Fran's one, Dallas is two, Baltimore's three. Yeah, okay. yeah, Baltimore's the best team in the AFC, right? I would, I would, if they played a million times, I would put Baltimore over Dallas in a simulation. It just feels like Dallas is more fragile because they, the, they get one win now against a team that's perceived to be good. But how good is Philly right now? Yeah, I don't want to diminish that win, but this is their Super Bowl in a way. Other than if they make the all Super right, Bowl. emergency betting alert. We got to play NFC. This is available
1: um, on the East Coast in the Super Bowl. You can get them, I believe. Can we look that up? No, I believe up. I saw minus one twenty-five as low as minus one twenty-five, which is ludicrous because after Miami stunk it up tonight. There's like
0: Baltimore's the only hope, and we know Lamar doesn't have playoff, you know, pelts on the wall.
1: Or we could have a, a wounded Kansas City team, which we already saw the marketplace has no qualms betting against these Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And that's and this Chiefs team is is a far cry from these other Super Bowl. What,
0: would the, teams. what would the Chiefs and San Fran next week for the Super Bowl be? I mean, I got to think, yeah, something now. Remember last week, the Super Bowl here in town, had minus three already up. So. And they still do. They okay. still
1: three at the Super but and they're the high man. But, but this yeah. is a case of, of yeah. Cornegay's folks are on top of it, and these other books are asleep at the wheel.
2: The Bills went from 50-1 to one to win the Super Bowl last week to 18-1 to one now with that win against Kansas City.
0: Okay, because, I mean, they're probably favored to make the playoffs at this point. Uh, I actually think they're not. Well, take a look at that. Okay. Because... Um, and Fez, I'm not sure if these books are asleep at the wheel, or is it that with, let's be honest, some of these East Coast books, as you call call them, are not as liberal, letting sharps play to their heart's content. So now, if your betting universe is good, or your betting um, clientele is squarish, you're going to put up square numbers, and people still believe in Kansas City if you're, you know, more square. I, I think.
1: don't think the squares in a million years would ever bet the soup the
0: Super Bowl. Line that's not how squares bet. They bet who's going to win tonight. Yeah, I I think that what DraftKings has done is and, and and FanDuel is they've made these alternative bets so easy to access. Like remember back in the day it was hard to even find these bets online. Sure. So I think it's a little bit of a fact. You see anything on that? Nothing's up right now. Okay. Maybe they took it down with Miami. Yeah, we'll talk about it Wednesday. Yeah, uh, as we tape Wednesday. Okay, uh, the odds are down, but the
2: the Bills went from seventeen percent to thirty nine percent to make the playoffs with that win. And that's what
0: New York right. Times. New York so, Times, yeah. yeah. Okay, a little bit of an underdog. Yeah. Feels right to me. I I mean, let's talk about that game. I think. Well, first off, you have something on the offside. Let's hear this.
1: Oh, this is absurd. It's, it's, no, RJ RJ's completely wrong in this. And I'm gonna convince that I'm gonna convince him after I say this, he's gonna say, you know what? That is an that is an interesting perspective, Fez. Uh, I hadn't it, thought of that. Let's see. Okay, so uh Kansas City executes the trickery. Um, um improvisation, touchdown. Mm-hmm. No flags on the play. No flags. And then they go to the highlight and they're like, you know what? This wide receiver, he was actually offside. It was six there was guys, a flag, flag thrown flag immediately. Thrown as as focus, focus, people, <laughs> focus. There was no fucking flag. Yes, there, there was. was. <laughs>
0: Watch the replay. Oh, oh, not second.
1: listening to me. Hold RJ on. gets off,
0: it. On, no, no, I don't. Let me let me say one thing. You get one F word a show. That's your go. second. Now, continue. So are you telling us to pretend there was no flag? Thank you.
1: Okay. Yes. Pretend there was no flag. Okay. All right. Uh, Touchdown, now, Kansas wait, wait, City. Now
0: hold on. What's the color of the sky in this world? Purple. Okay, i got it now. Right. Go ahead. <laughs> and so then they go to the
1: replay, and they're like, wait a minute. This dude was not just a couple inches offside. So he's, he's a good six inches offside. Three feet? No, it wasn't three feet. It was like six inches. Pull it up, Scott. Pull up the picture. It's, it's, it's clearly <laughs> six inches. Um, it is not a foot. Not even close. I just said but, that before. <laughs> oh, what's, but, well, maybe clearly at least six. When I got less than two hundred pounds, it was about it maybe, it, but not now. Um, my point is is that if they went back and said, "Wait a minute," the the, the wide receivers offsides, they should have called offsides. It would. Are, be, you,
0: are you trying? Is your point going to be it's immaterial to the
1: play? No. Okay. My what, po- my point is uh, me, my point. Let me finish. Okay, well, you have
0: been going a while.
1: I'm, Go ahead. <laughs> My point is that if there was no flag on the play and someone came in the media said, they should have called offsides, he's clearly offsides, his foot is clearly on the line, <laughs> he would just be dismissed like they never call that. What are you talking about? You could call holding well, uh, on every play. Well, hold on You on a
0: could say. call, you know. See, g- this is the problem. I th- he has an argument, which is why I say there should be no subjectivity to calls. Right? Because I don't want to hear it's late in the game. So the, I say, even on Hail Mary's, there shouldn't be. If you push them in the back, it should be a penalty. This but, is the discussion we had. In the Super Bowl last year, yeah.
2: when people were like, "Well, did that defensive holding impact the play?" and it's it, like it happened. He held him. But
1: most people say otherwise. I, I would argue if this. If we could have the same discussion in the second quarter. This is a situation where we see this all the time. Offensive linemen jump off sides. Oh, they, Fez, you're crazy.
0: That's six inches, no, RJ. No, no, stop, stop, stop. He's on the. Uh, he's we're not, not in even the. Looking at it, Fez, look at The picture. What you don't understand is the neutral zone. It's like a foot and a half behind. And the a neutral foot and a half zone front. is the
2: distance. Is the length of the football. So, like, to say he's six inches wouldn't mean, like, he's not past the football. He's past the football.
1: The center the center has, like, the football is, like, is, is vertical instead of Would horizontal. Actually, it was horizontal, and the center, the, the football's like this. But and that doesn't the change the line like of scrimmage. That. They have a blue line. Okay, find so the blue line picture. It's six inches. That is the line but the of
3: blue, scrimmage is, let's call it the 49-yard <laughs> line. Kadarius Tony's leg is on the forty-eight. He's
1: a full yard ahead not of the. What, well, no, no, no. Look, that's the forty-eight yard line. <laughs> it was egregious, and they said like the, they when they talked to the uh, the no, refs line, after the his, game. His foot incorrect. His line is his uh, Tony's line foot is just past the forty-nine. It's not on the forty-eight. No, 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 Fez, it's past the forty. It. It's past the forty-nine. It's not the forty-eight. Okay. You, you, right. you, you yeah. see, you messed up by a yard. But and let's you get let's mad at say, the kid for being
0: offside, Let's for just six say inches. this. Let's just say this. Is there any doubt that he's offsides? None whatsoever. All right, so really your debate is, should they call the rules and follow the rules or shouldn't they? Yes. And, and, and I, what and is your position on my that? My
1: comp, they should not call the rules because there's too many flags. <laughs> and my comp that I can give is that— Or, or any, they could just change the rules me, and let let me, have less no, flags. No, let me give a comp. In any NFL game, there's about 30 situations where one of the linemen rocks back before uh-huh. the ball is snapped. They never caught. Okay, so but they give all said, these guys like. Mick,
0: remember, Mahomes was saying after the game, "Oh, this is never called They have like seven instances. It's Twelve, of, they've times, called it 12
1: times over the course of a season. Okay, so and, it and is the violations called. have been like no, it's called like. of the time. Okay, but it's not— I could go back and find 50
0: violations that haven't been called. So that—I agree with that. But here's the question. Since this happened before the play, or or as the play happened, it wasn't like they had the discretion to say, you know what, that was a touchdown, that was an amazing play, whatever. We shouldn't—this is immaterial. Flag through when the snap happens. So when the yeah. snap happens, yeah. all you can do is call
1: what you see. My, my point is, if ninety percent, uh-huh. no, I'm right, I'm right, I'm how? absolutely right. But how? Because what, ninety percent, because well, because if Jesus, you be, be, because ninety percent of the time, it, uh, I, I watch a lot of football. I mean, so where's time, the rule? Where
2: where does the rule Stop. get enforced? Let me finish. No, not let not me finish.
1: Ninety percent of the time, the same violation happens and the crew doesn't call it. Okay. okay. So now so nine yeah. of the ten refs are incompetent because they're not calling, and these refs are good. Here's the question:
2: At what point? Does it get egregious enough that you can call it? This isn't it. That's absurd. Like, I, so here's the other thing. I see. You don't see Fez, this. Side. No, listen. This is the other side of the coin. What am I
0: having to say? Mm-hmm.
2: If, if, there was, if Von Miller was lined up offsides okay. on that same play, and Patrick and he, let's say six inches, just like uh, you. Th- I, that's a oh, very whatever. generous that's six just, inches. Since it's in, undebatable that he was offsides, it doesn't even matter. Okay. Mahomes throws a pick. Von Miller gets blocked out of the play, never impacts the play at all. But the flag threw at the snap and they say Von Miller was off sides.
0: Like, are they not supposed to call that? So so stop. It's my turn. It's my turn. Fez, I need you not to give me another analogy. I need you to answer one question. When do you call things? Meaning if we're going to say, because my thought is that certain officials have a propensity to either call that or not. Or there's certain officials that might be thinking, okay, it's late in the game. They, you know, we've had a lot of flag. Like if they're making those decisions, I think there's a big mistake. So what do you think is happening in the real world right now? Meaning it, it's been called twelve times. You're saying twelve times this year. And how many times do we think it was clearly the case? I, I mean, the announcer's good. Was the announcer talking about this before the snap?
3: No, they don't. No. But but Nan no. said it as soon as the snap happened. He goes, "There's a flag on the play."
0: Yeah, like, but the, it was, happened, it was it obvious? Flag. Was it obvious what the flag was? Is, like if he would have said, "Oh, no. okay." No, they thought maybe they caught somebody jumping
3: on the defense. Yeah. The yeah. Side, so so my my play.
0: question is, wh- what do you think is happening today? You think that there's. Ten of these, for, or nine for every one that gets called? Yes. You think? All right. What do you think is happening in those nine out of ten cases? The they're deciding to let it go? Exactly. Same as ho- offensive holding. They're saying if it's not egregious and it's
1: not a repeat offender, if if, if if someone's continuously breaking the rules play after play, oh, God. then they're going to call it. They, the,
2: in the referee uh, scrum yeah. afterwards, they address this. And a lot of the times, if a receiver looks over at the, the line judge and and asks, they'll mm-hmm. tell him, you need to back up mm-hmm. some. Tony didn't look over once the mm-hmm. entire game, and they said he was he was borderline multiple times in that game,
0: but the ref said this on this particular— well, that, that actually makes it worse. If you're saying he's over and I'm not calling it, but now I'm calling it? Well, but he Borderline's said— Borderlines are worth for He it. said
2: it became so egregious, he's, the side judge couldn't see the football from the sideline because Tony
0: was over it. Like— See, I think all this is BS. It's like you decide the rules and you should call it every time. Well then there's gonna be thirty flags again. Then change but was the rules it, then.
3: Fez if Kelsey gets tackled there and doesn't pitch it to Tony for a touchdown, do you have the same reaction?
1: Well
0: but th- yeah, that doesn't change changes. the validity of the point yeah, though, right? Saying, Which is, is I, 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 I
1: just go back touchdown. to if they hadn't called a flag. There would not be a press conference. There wouldn't be like but, but guys. But you can't there figure that be guys out guys. beforehand.
0: No, but though. after the case. Yeah, but you have to call it but, in the moment, But which Buffa- Buffalo
1: would not have a press conference, you know, saying where, 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 where they're like, we got totally old. No, I understand. So clearly offside. Actually, There'd it's be- happened a lot
3: in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. There's an incredible thread on Twitter detailing every time the past two seasons, the Chiefs have got bailed out by the officials. And you can go, you, you can including go to, the Super you can Bowl. Go to the Super Bowl with the holding. Obviously, obviously, that but, was a penalty. And then there's multiple times where there's non. Remember against
0: New England, they or, there was a one offsides calling the, that game yeah. too. Remember
3: or the, the 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 flags that get picked up when there's a, when they discuss it and don't call it on the cheese? The
2: greatest is when the the the, the they, they kick a field goal and they, they miss the field goal. And they called defensive holding on the Raiders on a field goal. Mm. Like what? That's a, I've never seen that do, in my whole think, life.
1: Do you think Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are dummies, and that they just completely overreacted, like crazed yes. over this? And so, so, the, so they're clearly going to come out with a well, statement. I can that tell Andy Reid did today. Yes, I, I don't think Mahomes
0: will. I can tell you this: Lombardi, who again he's been on a lot of sidelines, a lot. He said that he thinks this conversation is ludicrous. You call the penalty if you see it, and I mean, and he has got nothing against. Canada. He likes Andy, except Reid. for hail marys, right? Well, that, see, that I agree with the following. Every time you don't do it that way, you invalidate to some degree, just call what you see. But yeah. let me ask you this. This one statement will close this conversation because I don't think anyone can debate it. Imagine the following. There's a replay, and it's a replayable play. Not this one, but another one. And his foot is three inches out of bounds, and there's just no doubt about it. And they come back on and go, after review, we've made a decision that considering these following factors, blah, 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 and blah, we will not call this the way we see it. Inbounds, first down. It would never
1: happen. That's an excellent H- How point. absurd is that? If it, if, it, if it was a replayable offense, it would always be But a you're penalty. saying
0: somehow do it in your mind as an official – why don't just call it the way you see it? Exactly.
3: And Mahomes did come out today and said that he regretted acting the way. that He, he actually,
0: if you're a Mahomes right? hater, this thing the way he was with Josh Allen at the end that of the game that's was, what, shit. That's was that's gross. What he, that's what he that, apologized. It's to. like you beat this guy too. he's almost ready to jump off a bridge. Yeah. Can you give him a win? Uh, you
1: only won because because the refs were were. Fix the game for you.
0: But the thing is, as great as Mahomes is, right. he's still 25 years old. Yeah. Right? I mean, so, you know, we got to give him a, a break to some degree. Yeah, he apologized. I, I mean, for it's the an excellent that was the point on the replay. Up. Thank you. Then, That's the most worked up I've ever seen. Well, well I, I
1: really feel no one, because no one in the media has brought up the fact of if there hadn't been a flag, There'd yeah, be, but I'm not sure. sure how pertinent no one, it is. By, well, the, no one would have, even there would be a non-issue. would be like, yeah, hey, let Let's just them say play. this Buffalo might play. be ready to I'm jump sure. off a bridge. I'm pretty sure. I don't think that they would. I don't think they'd even, well, yeah, <laughs> well, they would. But, but they wouldn't be complaining that, about the that call. That would be funny if they lost on that. There, there, there is another takeaway, and I've mentioned this many times. If, this hook and lateral, these laterals are way <laughs> underutilized All in football. Right. I know All they're right. dangerous, but when you're behind. Yeah,
0: what's the risk, right? Yeah.
1: there's There was a a A quote from an interview a while ago with
3: Travis Kelsey. It was one of the Barstool podcasts, and he was actually saying, because they were talking about the play that he made. I don't know if you remember. It was a couple of seasons ago where he caught the ball and then pitched it to Noah Gray. Yep like uh, it almost looked like an option play and he was saying I don't know why teams don't lateral the ball more I don't know why they don't do this more if the, if the guys it's an open play you're allowed to do it it's a rule in football why don't we use the lateral more and he it's, did it and he improvised and sp- did it
0: especially as uh, as Fez made the point is if it's the last drive and it's your only mm-hmm. chance get like the fumble ruski or whatever it has all risk right yeah. and it, yeah Music City Miracle So real quick now a little more somber note this could not have been a worse week for you and your teams I mean, this 9-11 thing with your head coach in mm. Buffalo, what's your thoughts on that?
2: He said that like two years ago, which so it made it. That? 2019. Yeah. yeah so but you know
0: what this is? This is someone in Buffalo getting ready to fire him I'm and they're releasing surprised. stuff. But what I'm saying is, what do you think of the truth? Of? It doesn't matter when it happened as much as what you think of it.
2: I, I mean, I think it's a wild thing. I think using terrorists. To wow. Motivate like, like Johnny Carson would say, that's wow. I, I mean, I think it's, I, I can't, I can't picture a world where I'm like, okay, how am I going to motivate my guys? I know terrorists. Like, it's just a, it's, I can't believe it, that it, someone, a normal human could
0: come up with that comparison. Here's where it kind of makes sense. I don't know exactly the context of what he was talking about. It still wouldn't have excused it, but if he, it would have been about sacrifice for the greater good. Because they were, you know, the terrorists were, suicide. then then you can see the logic. It wouldn't have been the right thing to say at all. But, like, I don't even know why that would be, like, great teamwork. Because they were all, the funny thing is, if I was a player, I probably wouldn't have said it, I would have said, well, weren't they all in individual cells so they didn't really know they were even going to die? So, like, they're doing a job that they don't, like, Are you? what are you keeping from us, coach? Yeah. Right? I mean, it doesn't really hold up either, does it? And didn't all those guys die at the end? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't sound great. It
1: seem like a motivator. It's almost like using like remember that alive movie when the plane crashed and they ate their compatriots that died. You yeah. know, that's that's the
0: commitment we need. That was successful. But if anything, this is a sign the knives are out, mm. and apparently there's a guy on a Substack that's really a well you know well known in the niche of writing big profiles. He wrote four, I think it was either twenty thousand words, so forty pages about this team and about what's going on behind the scenes. And it just came out this mm. week. And apparently it's all negative. And it, he had like 40 people talk to him all off the record meeting, but everyone's looking. To, I mean, he doesn't seem very popular at all.
2: Well, and I'm sure with, with uh, this was another game where Stefan Diggs didn't play a big role. He's getting old. I think I'm, I'm sure it's going to be yipping and ugly and bad for, you know, as soon as they lose again, it's going to go back to that.
0: That 13 seconds might have – I mean, literally, it could have changed not just that year's Super Bowl, but who knows. Entire franchise. Changed an entire franchise. And that was his fault, too. I mean, that was McDermott calling the defense there and not telling the kickoff guy to do Fez's thing. Or just hold everybody in the line of scrimmage. Yeah, we know that one. Now, last thing. Fez, you watched this game, right? Were you Uh, tuned into it? Yes, I was. I don't want to try to recount it, but the decision-making around the two-minute warning when it came, and Lombardi was talking about this when it came to the Bills, was horrendous. Is is Did that jump out at you? Apparently there was 12 mm. seconds left, two twelve, and the theory is, okay, he said the move would have been run the ball because Andy Reid's known to call a timeout there, which is incorrect mm. because now you can pass yeah. on second down with no risk because it's going to run to the two-minute that's warning.
1: A, that's a great idea, and that... I. Now that you say it, it's obvious, but I didn't pick up on it when I was watching it. But that's
0: yes. I then agree they had with a that. pass, and then two incomplete passes. Yeah, and, and then so it didn't even get to the two. Mi- well, then someone got hurt, and they were forced to call a timeout or something. Was my, but what I'm saying is, did it jump out at you guys as particularly egregious, or was this next level? And, no, it jumped out at me that they didn't force
2: them to use one of their timeouts, and they gave them a, basically just gave them the two minute warning.
1: But but, to, but for me I always prefer team passing in general versus the, the, the trying to run out the clock bullshit is like completely wrong. But you, when you're you right around aggressive.
0: that 2 minute warning that then like, it's then a free it makes, running play. Yeah, it's a free yeah running exactly. Play
3: with two twelve left exactly. because you you got the free timeout in your pocket. Exactly.
1: Yeah. But but it drives me crazy how one team needs one first down to win. This happened with Miami Tennessee. They need one first down. The other team has to drive the length of the field twice. And guess what happens?
0: That's exactly what happens because they get too conservative. All right, so where do you got Kansas City now? I mean, they, they're plummeting. Yeah, uh, I have Kansas City fifth. Where do, you have,
1: where do you
2: have the Bills compared to them? Sixth. Okay. Too close to I call. I think that's fair. Okay. I, I think if, if the Bills win this week against Dallas, you're going to start to hear real like, positive things about them.
3: Well, that's- I said this yesterday on SOV. The Bills are the most dangerous team in the AFC postseason right now.
0: What? I don't think you, and, so. You're saying if they make the postseason, I think the
3: Bills can win anywhere in the AFC playoffs.
0: And no other team can. Mahomes has never played a snap you know, in a the playoff team? game no. on the road. I mean, it's it's super crazy.
3: But I think if the Bills have to go to Casey, we've, we've seen him. I've seen if the Bills have to go to Baltimore, I think they can win there. No, I think, I think so. If they have to go to Miami, they can win there. I don't think they're afraid. I don't think the Bills. I, I think if they're
0: you're, not afraid. you are a
3: home team in the playoffs, the, the Bills are the, the last
0: team you want to play. I agree with that, yeah. but I will say this couple things. One, officially when the Tampa Bay played him in the Super Bowl, it was Tom Brady's home field, so okay, yeah. whatever you mm-hmm. want to call that. But I think Buffalo didn't look that good. I think the offense didn't look as good as it usually does, and I know Kansas City has got a good D, and I think the D's not great because I think the I think this is a deceiving game. I think Buffalo still is better than people I might think, think Josh
1: Allen played his balls off, and the team didn't play that well.
0: Yeah, I think in general, I'm looking to So what's the current line on the
1: Dallas? One and a half. Okay. So that's a classic example. If you're a power rating guy, you're like, we're going to bet Dallas. They're the, clearly the better team catching points. Mm-hmm. If you're a situation guy, you're going to bet Buffalo because Dallas just got that you know, primetime mm-hmm. win against Philly, huge win, and Buffalo needs the game like blood. And it's indoor team going into cold weather. Yes, now like here's, an
0: indoor Texas team. And here's a little something that I uncovered in the offseason. Buffalo is the only field in the NFL – without heating mm. on the field or underneath the field. So when it gets cold up there, it is another it's a, it's like ice, you know, it's like a rock hard surface. Miami has heating? Um only northern well, any anyone that yeah, <laughs> g- that gets into the heat probably or needs yeah. the heat, let's <laughs> yes. say. Um or maybe that's how they have such an advantage in August. They turn the heat up. I don't, <laughs> but, you know, so I think the weather factor in Buffalo, I don't know what the forecast is, but is is a big factor. Right? Oh, I agree. Uh, Especially temperature that usually wouldn't mean as much.
2: And I I thought the Bills like they didn't look great. They didn't look like the offense didn't look like the high flying stuff we saw early in the year. But they did run the ball a lot and ran the ball pretty effectively. But wasn't
0: Josh Allen? Didn't Josh Allen make up most of that?
2: No. uh, James Cook had a good running day too. James, James, uh, he had sixty yards on ten carries. That's a good average. I mean, for the Bills, that's a lot. So they they usually and but Josh Allen ten for thirty two and a touchdown. Ten's a lot of carries. It
0: is. But I told you they're going to keep running him. Now, by the way, just doubling back a second, Lamar had more scrambles in this game than any game of his career. He had Mm -hmm. one in 2019 that tied him. So it's interesting that the Rams drove him to that in a way I mean, that shows you how much he wanted. I mean, it was such a tight game. He's running more than he he ever, or at least in scrambling sense, it wasn't designed. Although, to be fair, we talk about how these NFC
1: teams can't defend the Baltimore offense. Mm -hmm. And that certainly was the case. Baltimore's offense clicked all day long. I mean, they did very
0: well. Well, Lamar, I tell you this, what was Lamar's stat line? Because, again, I, people are still trying to make fetch work or, in this case, trying to make trying to make Lamar an MVP candidate. Lamar,
3: uh, this week against the Rams, 24 of 43, 316 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns, so one pick,
0: he,
1: he, 11 carries, 70 yards.
0: So he completed, like, 52% of his passes? It's like Terry Bradshaw. This is Joe Namath.
1: 450 yards of offense. already.
0: Well, yeah, because there was a lot of plays. I mean, how many yards of offense? Did there, you, no, no. I didn't say the Ravens were bad. Mm-hmm. I said that's not um, an MVP performance,
1: is it? I got. I got to tell you, his clutch. Um, back uh-huh. to Tony Perez, um His conversions were were they were deep, deep. They were like a third and seventeen, and 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 that whole last drive. Um, I'm sure you heard he stayed in the pocket which was amazing because you're like, when you so really had the most it,
0: scrambles ever, but probably but, because the defense made some changes.
1: They, 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 obviously, they adjusted to contain him, and then he was able to make the second
0: adjustment and find his receivers down the field. You want the updated MVP it's, like, it's almost like it's some, yes. Yes. But, but, but real quick, it's almost like somehow someone, like like Hamlin, if he comes back and someone critique, you know, I know he's played a special teams player or whatever in one of these games, but if he came back and was really playing, and it's like he gets beat bad, and we'd be like, yeah, guy almost died on the field. Like I kind of get that, right? The why are you playing him in this yeah. hypothetical? But Lamar's not Lamar's a former MVP. He shouldn't have training wheels that you know he didn't really have a good game, yeah. but he actually was willing to throw the ball. I think Lamar's a top 8 quarterback. And he and I'm more I'm impressed with him this year.
1: He's not the MVP. Oh, I agree. It's going to be Dak or Purdy. What do we got, AJ? Dak Prescott plus
2: 150. Sounds right. Brock Purdy, plus 185. I like Sounds the, right. Ballin. Lamar Jackson, plus 475. Oh, that's too high. Yeah. That's Jalen Hurts, plus 650. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is done. He's, <laughs> he's done. Uh, Tyreek he Hill Tyree Kill and Patrick Mahomes, both 16-1. Oh, to one. Tyreek Hill got it uh, tonight. Josh yeah, Allen and Tua, be. both 20-1. to
1: one.
3: And, and there is an argument for Tyreek Hill. There is no, no. argument well, for Tyreek Hill. He's going to win offensive Cooper cut 2,000
1: yards, didn't sniff it. But when he was
3: not on the field this game tonight, the Miami offense, had they couldn't move the football.
0: Well, let's see Dallas without—oh, wait. Cooper rushed it. All right. But anyway, <laughs> let's cut that out now. All right. Let's go. What's, Fez, you get to pick the next one. Uh, let's go phony final. Carolina, New Orleans. I know New Orleans wins by 22. So since I'm not able to eat, I'm going to go take a one-game break as you guys do this. By the way, from what I hear, worst game for Bryce Young of any game. I, I mean, he's bad. Oh, man. Oh, there's no, no doubt.
1: And this is an example of a slightly below average team just being brought down by an O line that's not that good and a quarterback that's just not ready to be starting. But the bottom line is Carolina somehow got blown out in this game despite winning the yardage by 100 yards. Winning the first downs and having comparable yards per play. Now there was a block punt that helped sway things for New Orleans, but a um, block punt for a touchdown. Yes, I, but I'm still looking at the score. I'm like, how the hell did the Saints win this game by 22 points when their defense, um, Carolina, only gave up a little over 200
2: yards? Well, this game was was 14 to six with like halfway through the fourth quarter. This was a, a one score game. And, and it started and then, failing on yeah, fourth down, right? It started Going to forward. kind of fall apart. But uh, I'm with you. I like. I, I didn't take anything positive away from the Saints on this. I still think the Saints are a bad football team. It's just the Panthers are are on a different level. Like Bryce Young is, he's indefensively bad. Like if you can't really find a positive thing to say about Bryce Young from this game. Uh, RJ was talking about Lamar being just just over fifty percent. Bryce Young was thirteen for thirty six. I, like, there we go. That doesn't even happen. <laughs> that, that's, that's not like a real uh, stat line, but that's what it was. And- they were one for seven
3: on fourth downs, Panthers. <laughs> they had, I'm not counting the drive at the end of the first half where, you know, it was the, mm-hmm. they didn't score and it wound up being a turnover on downs, but that's the end of the, uh, well, that was the end of the first quarter. Yeah. So but the, actually, we do have to count that. So one, two, three, four, five drives, I guess, ended. With turnover on downs no points
2: i I think what R j said about it being his worst game i I would still argue the Dallas game was his worst, where he got sacked seven times uh because at least in this game we saw him run, and I've kind of been waiting to see that again from from bryce to for him to just take off and do something on his own. three carries, but forty yards I, I'll take that it's just he he can't throw the football it's and his teammates know it. You yeah, can and you know what, bad but, but, but you know what? His teammates they suck. They suck too. Like there's no good players there. That that whole defense is fine. Uh, um I it's don't fine. know. They give up twenty eight points to the Saints.
1: No, they did poverty didn't. offense. No, they did they give up two hundred yards. The offense uh, kept true. giving the ball up. You yeah, know. you're right.
2: No, but it, this it was it's indefensible at this point. It, this was it's it's really bad. Maybe
1: we look to play some unders um, in, in every Carolina game because the defense is still playing hard and the offense. I mean, but the, well, the defense got healthier too. I yeah, mean,
0: just recently. The, so. You know,
1: the problem is, is like do you have this situation where the defense just finally there's a revolt and it's like you know. It doesn't
0: matter what we do. Well, the revolt already happened. They fired the the coaches. So I mean, and several assistants. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and that came that came from the guy who became the temporary or the interim coach. He's the one that wanted to fire them. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's it. That was very interesting. The people in the The league league said was the idea that they fired one guy, the head coach. Mm -hmm. They gave a you know a guy I I can't remember his name that Tabor. Yeah, not but he was the guy, if I'm not mistaken, that was. the interim coach uh, for a short period of time last year, in between with Welkes, I'm not sure how that went, but apparently, oh no, he's the only guy that got retained from that former staff. Yeah, he was the
3: special teams coordinator.
0: Yeah, from the from from the staff la- mm-hmm. the year before, mm-hmm. so it's like he must be like a. A company man, yes. right? So, you know, it's interesting that he fired. And again, getting rid of your competition to some degree, it seems like. You know, because there was a lot of infighting. Because that was like a super coaches. It was a, you know, you have guys like Caldwell being a special assistant or whatever. That he was just paying a lot of money for a lot of mines. You know, I don't know.
3: I just go back to the owner's statement after they fired Frank Reich where he said, our plan was to trade up to number two and draft C.J. Stroud. But then they wound up trading up to number one. And didn't draft C.J. Stroud <laughs> like
0: <laughs> I would have taken him at two. Yeah, exactly. Which it, it, it's logical in the following way: Imagine you're thinking they
3: assumed that Bryce Young was gonna be the number one pick no yeah, matter what. Yeah. So they were like, we're gonna move up to two to take C.J. Stroud. Yes.
0: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, even when they went to one, you might say, well, if he's your preferred quarterback, but it's almost like, do you want tickets on the floor for two hundred bucks, or do you want tickets that are in the first mezzanine for a hundred bucks? Like, it, there may be a situation you you could have access to the top but you'd rather have the same meaning they thought young was better but not by enough to like be worth sweating and going up to number 1 and staying at number 2 right but but or going to number 2 but when they got the deal they liked apparently which i thought chicago made a great deal in that agree, trade yeah. to go up to 1 You're gonna take. You're gonna sit on the floor if you're paying the same price. Yeah. Right. To extend that analogy, unless
2: like in this analogy, you're Bryce Young and you can't see over anyone. (laughs) That's funny. That
0: was good. That was good. (laughs) That was good. It's like when they picked him, he sat down. Goes, what's going on? Where's this? (laughs) Where's the concert? (laughs) I I bet there's memes going around like him on people's shoulders. I mean.
1: All right, next. Let's stay in division. Another phony final. I don't know how Tampa Bay beat Atlanta. Um, Atlanta dominated the stats seven more first downs, 150 more yards, two yards per play better. Uh, turnovers were only one—one one for Atlanta, none for Tampa Bay. I didn't watch well, this right game. that. Right there is a lot. I, I mean, it's a yeah. lot, but I didn't watch this game. But but I—I I mean, t- Atlanta still should have won this game by six points, even with the turnover. I don't know how this happened. Scott so, and I Desmond talked Ritter's about this game. The, like, if
2: you look at Desmond Ritter's stats, you go, "Oh, that's a pretty good game." Yep. But I watched this game. Desmond Ritter's just—he's—he's he's a terrible football player. So,
0: what are the plays? What are the what are the plays that? Don't show up on the stat sheet that caused them not to win games. Uh, Other than turnovers, Right. Like
3: missing wide open receivers in the end zone. When but but
0: not that show in the stats though? Well,
3: it shows as an incomplete pass. Mm-hmm. It doesn't show as. You know, you're,
0: you're saying when the, when there's really high value passes, he doesn't make them.
3: Yeah, and it, he's been bad in the red zone all season. But wasn't he
0: clutch in college? Like if you would have said, "Is this guy clutch?" you would have said, "Yes," right? Yep. Undefeated. So it does. It feels like could this be low? Could this be low sample size, high variance? That that mostly clutch is luck, right? Mm-hmm. I mean that's been proven. But there are guys like Joe Montana. Yeah. Well, Ritter we,
1: has had turnovers in the red zone that are inexcusable. Like like a professional quarterback in the NFL does not,
0: you know, drop the ball. Well, like he, he fumbled has. on the one twice. The first time these guys played. He, here's the thing, I don't know offense the way you guys don't really know offense. Meaning we, we couldn't go coach. We couldn't coach at a high school level and do very well. Right, I mean, maybe you could, I don't know, AJ, X's and O's, could you coach in Texas high school football and, and no. hold your own? No. I, I don't think, yeah. So my point is, we're handicappers, we're observers of the game. When I listen to people talk about, like, Shanahan's offense, they say you got to often, like, sometimes Jimmy G would make throws It looked like he was throwing right at the guy, right? Like, at the mm. defender. But in truth, the defender was supposed to be somewhere else, and if Jimmy G took the time to see who was there, he wouldn't get the throw in time. Do we really know that if that's happening with Atlanta? I mean, I don't know how to judge these. And I don't think he looks at him and says, "All right, catch it." <laughs> you know, I don't know. It, it, could it be sample size? And could it be the plays that look egregious like that are part of the offense and someone ran the wrong route? I don't know. Because I know you got to throw before the break. I know that yeah. much. Mm-hmm. So why is this, it? Why is it?
3: It could be mechanics, though. I mean, watching the Green Bay game, uh, you know, against the Giants, you know, Monday Night Football. And I guess it was um, uh, I guess it was Aikman, right? Who, who was doing the game with Buck, and he made a point about there was a a pass that Jordan Love missed his guy. He underthrew it. It allowed the Giants defender to smack it away. Mm-hmm. And he showed they showed the replay. And he said, "There's that little hitch that Jordan Love does right at mm-hmm. the end of his back his backdrop. If he just throws the ball right then and there, he has enough air on mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. he takes a little half a step forward and then releases the football." That's mechanics for a young quarterback. Yeah. maybe that's something that Ritter's doing. Where, but, but the, are second. the announcers
0: saying that? I the
2: the, announcer, the announcers on that game, yeah, they, they weren't they weren't saying too much negative about Desmond Ritter.
0: Okay, yeah,
3: because he I, missed a play, and this is what I'm talking about. B. John Robinson goes in motion on the one yard line. It's a pass play. He's wide open in the flat for a, a walk in touchdown, and Ritter throws the ball out of bounds like he. He completely missed a gimme touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like an NFL quarterback should not miss that pass.
0: But in theory, he's going to miss that pass. Spread out throughout the field, an amount that shows up enough in the stats that that his limitation in that way would be represented in the stats. But we're saying the stats are good, but the results. It, aren't. It might be in his head that
1: once a quarterback, a young quarterback struggles in the red zone, he's like, oh, you know, here, here we go again.
0: I think there's a, like, let's go back to the veto, and we'll go quick on this. Is you were ready to dismiss DeVito like he's unplayable, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was horrible in the New England but, when, when, win. but Horrible. When, but when rookie quarterbacks start and they're bad, it's like, yeah, second year is all that matters. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why aren't we given – it, it seems like based on the pedigree, we look at bad performances very differently. I agree with that. And maybe we should to some degree. But he it, sucked at it, you know, in college. I mean – Well, DeVito did yeah. with the intercept, But – I don't know, have any idea what was it Connecticut or something. I don't have any. No,
3: Devito was at Syracuse and then Illinois.
0: Oh, okay, who was the guy at Connecticut that had thirteen interceptions and one touchdown?
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, it was AJ was talking about him.
0: Oh, what is it? Who's the guy?
3: Oh, uh, and then he played at a small school also. Uh,
0: what team did he play for
2: here in, in in the NFL? That's what
0: I'm trying to think of.
2: He went. He transferred to UConn.
0: All right, stay, stay tuned to SOVAM. They'll give oh, you the man. answer. This yes. will be like one of those two-show kind of handovers. All right, guys. What, what's the next game? Indianapolis's defense just
1: absolutely sucks. I mean, it's we one talked thing, about
0: the second worst relative to expectation this year.
1: And I mean, it's one thing to say that Browning is suddenly better than expected. I agree with that. But here's a game. Oh, hold on
0: a second. He was very good last week too. We got I, two I, games fair now. Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. But here's here's a game in bad weather conditions, windy, um, precipitation. in Cincinnati and the Bengals with their backup quarterback. I know Browning threw for like 350 the week before, but here in bad conditions for Indy to just get torched. For almost 400 yards, seven yards per play. Uh, That's
0: just a horrible defense. Oh, I agree with that. But let's talk about Browning. Here's what I would say. The NFL intelligentsia, let's say the ones that really know that talk about these kind of things, they write articles or whatever, they usually will dismiss a rookie quarterback right away, or not a rookie, but a spot starter, and say, oh, yeah, that can't last. I mean, we've seen this with Dobbs. right? Dobbs has gone from being a hero to being like, unplayable it seems like to the point where Lombardi was saying oh I think it was very nice that the Minnesota guy gave him one more the head coach O'Connor gave him one more chance and it's like boy almost like it was it was like a um, in Little League like letting the kid pitch the sixth inning or something. How did it happen so fast, right? And we were saying how crazy it was that he got traded for a 6th round pick. Maybe that was a steal for could, Arizona. Could,
1: could be the tape that they just that, that, that despite being an astronaut he's,
0: he's very very predictable, you know, in terms I don't of know, talking but, and running. But here's what I know. The Intelligentsia is right almost always. And with Brock Purdy, there, there wasn't that talk. The talk was, you know what? He's doing things that seem sustainable. You you heard that, right? And
1: and, and the market is embracing Browning. They're like, when after he threw for that 350, they're like, like, look at that. this one, the huge line moves of the week, not really injury driven at all. Pick them, and it goes up to Bengals minus three. No buyback on
0: Indianapolis. I don't get any sense, though, that the market is any better on picking these quarterbacks, the, the spot starters. I think that. That it's inside football stuff that we should listen closely to mm-hmm. because it's almost like we all get to talk about this stuff and we can say any stupid thing we want and they just say yeah you keep talking keep making sure the game's front and center and we'll keep collecting the Super Bowl trophies or, or, or the three million dollars to be an OC because let's be candid you hear all the time how stupid this coach was how stupid th- or how bad this one guy is how DeVito throws directly at someone's face none of that's true Meaning they're not stupid. He's probably not throwing right at the guy. It's just we got limit. We're seeing this through a yep. peephole, right? Now we can see the stats. Now this is kind of self serving. We can see the stats pretty well, which is what I focus on. But even those can be obscured. I just think in general, if we listen to guys that were in the league that actually talk, like I would even say, um, Greg Olson. I think listening to Greg Olson teaches you about the game. Greg Olson's good. Sure. I mean, like at a level that John Madden didn't even. Te- I mean, like he. A lot of people think it's too tactical, but he, you know, he breaks it down. I think those guys are telling you something that most of the. Talking Heads aren't. You know, it was Tim in Boyle, retrospect. Boyle, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it re- was the Jets, of yeah, course. In, in yeah.
1: retrospect, is is a tight end not uniquely qualified to talk about every aspect of the game because he's kind of a lineman mm-hmm. and he's a receiver, yeah. right? but he has
0: to line up on sides. Yes. Either way.
1: Well, they won't call it as long as it's not egregious. <laughs> so he'll get he'll get warned. Um,
0: and that's why tight ends take usually to their second and third year to really make a mark. Rookie tight ends don't do well. It's so complicated. Well, that's, a, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah.
3: We haven't seen a shift though in recent
0: years. Well, with Detroit, but what else?
3: Not. I mean, a lot of. Guys are having, who uh the the mayor in uh in in Vegas has proved proven, proven to be reliable Dalton Kincaid's been pretty good Kincaid's for Buffalo been really good for
1: Buffalo well, they don't have any other tight K- ends so well, they have but the but bro- I, mean, I would say today.
0: I wouldn't say Kincaid
1: exceeded expectations would you um he's getting tons of usage because their other white their other tight ends get hurt yeah, it could be.
0: I mean, I'm just, I'm not saying he's underperforming, mean, you know, I don't know. But Plus, but, but, you don't but, see a lot of first-round tight ends. But either. like no.
1: Pitt, like Pitts was a, the classic example of the tight end that just do, did not put up any numbers. And, and I, I don't know if Pitts can play or they just don't know yeah. how to use him.
2: I, uh, that's the problem with him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and what you saw is with the Minnesota tight end that they got from the line. Right? yeah. He that's a situation where he's ready for, a new, or he got a new contract, but really the contract is about the same price as what it is if you draft someone third. So in a weird way, you can buy a veteran for about the same price yep. as you would draft him third, and it's like, and what did they trade, like a six-round pick or yep. something? So I, I think that was a bad pick. I, I just think for the Falcons, have drafted almost like someone that has a rotisserie or a fantasy uh, match Magazine is doing the Mm -hmm. drafting. I I don't know. All right. How many games we got left? We Uh, got a few more that I have opinions
1: on. Houston Jets. Here's the question. Line went from six all the way down to 3.25. Are they betting on the Jets because of Wilson? Or are they betting against the Houston because of the bad weather in in New York? Or is there
0: another reason? Well, Tank Dow being out was something the serious people were saying is a big problem. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm not mistaken, their second receiver who I think got hurt in the game he got hurt early in the game right Nico
2: Collins and he's yeah. really been their number 1 receiver mm-hmm. for the whole year Tank Dell had come on in the last few weeks but Collins has been kind of their their A guy he got hurt in the first quarter calf
0: there was one injury issue for Houston that was prevalent. That, that was there another receiver that was banged up, or was did Shroud have a head blow? Stroud got injured late in the game. In the uh, game itself, so, he got knocked out. Okay, this game. Okay, I just what I knew was this. I almost played the Jets, but and it was before. I guess the line wasn't there yet Saturday night. I don't. Th- what time did it, when did it close? It like what was well, Sunday line? closed like three point two. Okay. And, but you didn't, it, it wasn't like the line was off from the Wednesday line too much, right? Cause you oh, didn't have, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cause when I looked at it, I, I was leaning jets and my thought was, I just remember there, there was a number of issues that seemed to go get, to, And I think it was the flats, the idea of Zach Wilson too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson was an upgrade. Uh, oh, arguably, mm-hmm. he played his best game. Yeah. It, but even coming in the game, the thought was Zach Wilson's announced. That's an upgrade. Would yeah. you agree? Because Tim with Boyle was that terrible quarterback yeah. from Connecticut. So, so I think that makes. I think that adds the last piece, yes. and maybe that's was what was in my mind. Sorry, I struggled with that. Okay, now that we solved that, next up, Philly Dallas. Now this was my. Now I will say this. I haven't said it yet. This was probably my best handicapping week ever. That if I had picked ten sides, I would have went nine or eight one and one. Uh, the push being Vegas, yes, and um, the loss being Philly, yeah. And I, I was just thinking how I was going to say something, but yes, AJ, yeah. you're correct. You saw everything right except this Philly game, is what you're saying. Yeah, and I just wonder what we. I, I guess I'm very interested, Fez, since you that was a loser for you too. What do you think happened?
1: Yeah, so yeah, you know, this Dallas offense at home is just clicking completely. So Dallas was going to get their points. But this was a phony final. Philly shot themselves in the foot with turnovers where they're driving, and then the you know the the punch out. Um
0: so, alter- but, they, but they also got a, a return touchdown. They did too. get
1: a return touchdown. So they got a they they got a phony seven points from their defense. But offensively, you know, you look you look at the bottom line is, and Dallas won. They deserve to win. They got seven more first downs. They got seventy more yards. Well, is that the question? If they deserve to win the game? Well, they deserve to win by like like ten points. I think here's
0: what we need to do. We, we need to stop trying to massage the stats and make our point right. I think we need to ask ourselves why did we miss so bad on Philly? Is it fatigue? which we I poo-pooed, or is it that this Philly team is not near as good as we thought?
2: I, I just think Philly's not very good. I, and I said before they started this losing streak that they were, they were winning games in a fashion that seemed unsustainable. And Fez, you, you talked about this so much with the Vikings last year that how are they getting outgained in every game and they keep winning? It's this been six is,
0: straight, I think, right? Seven
2: straight right. now that they've
0: been outgained in and nobody's talking about them like they're phony and I don't understand it. And Well, no, listen, you look at the market, Dallas Lane, three and a half was a hell of a statement that 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 Philly's not even in their class. And
1: and the the, right? the narrative is that Philly because they pick up every 3rd and 4th and 1, that's an, that is isn't a tremendous advantage sure. for their offense, you know, compared to um to other teams. But the defense looks gassed. There's no doubt about it. But well, the, I mean, the offense didn't do anything either in this game. Well, the right.
0: the defense, if the D-line can get there, if, if the quarterback has time, this D-backs, these D-backs for Philly are not good. Yes. I think that's one thing. Two, you you worship at the altar of both closing line value, but also YPP. Oh,
1: Philly's and a very average team. There is zero. There is
0: zero. So yeah. why aren't they? I mean, why aren't they sixteenth in
1: your list? Because every down they start first and eight and a half. Because they get an automatic fourth down if it's fourth and one. I mean that that, that zero is uh, that's not great. So this team is uniquely qualified to score in the red zone. They get they, they get the ball first and go on the four. It's an automatic touchdown. Okay. Where do you have Eagles in your rankings? Too high. Seventh. Man. So who's eighth and who's... D- Detroit's
0: eighth. The Rams are oh, They're not ninth. great either. Oh, they're not. I mean, listen. Nobody's any good. I mean, San Fran, in a weird way, looks like they'd compete in any year right now. And I, the I fact that they
2: st- smacked Dallas and Philly, like, they're just in a different I class in the NFC. I saw a stat
1: that showed, and obviously San Fran's a really good YPP, but in terms of a YPP past for and against, mm-hmm. they're, like, historically good. They, they, Who are we put, talking about now? Uh, San
0: Francisco. Oh, okay.
1: So if you just look at take out all the rushing plays and just look at the passing plays, San Fran is just annihilates their opponents on, on yards per play on pass attempts. We can't forget
0: that the year before last, Hertz was someone that was it was still a major question if he was going to get re signed. Yep. All right, so he was trending in the right direction. He took the quantum leap last year had a Super Bowl for the ages. I mean, one of the mm-hmm. seven best performances, win or lose, I think you could say. Okay. But then it was the first season after they got, he got good that they had a whole offseason on him. And now you add that, meaning the defensive guys, the look, how do we stop him, how do we do this? He doesn't run as much this year. Well, he's injured. I think okay. he's clearly he's banged up. Yeah, what, yeah, I mean, most people are, though. I mean, yeah. usually if you play eight, ten weeks in a row, you got to stop saying you're injured, meaning it's not an excuse. It's how NFL players play, right? Well, I mean, especially running quarterbacks. Yeah. It's all that tush pushing. Is, I mean, that takes a toll on you. And finally, offensive coordinator, who was very good, this defensive coordinator, maybe he was better than we thought. Right? Yeah, that's and a great point, good. losing
1: the coordinator. Yeah,
0: I mean, Steichen, I mean, he couldn't make Herbert any good, but Steichen is good. I mean, because whatever you want to say, having a backup quarterback in that defense and being in the playoff yep. hunt, yep. that's pretty good. So I think Philly got disrupted in a way we didn't really see clearly. Plus, they had a lot of old guys that got a year older. The D- yep. Both D-backs a year older. That's my thought.
3: I, I just don't understand – why they stopped using the running game? Like they stopped giving the ball to DeAndre Swift all of a sudden the past couple of weeks? Like,
0: has was... Swift ever had a good season? A full season though?
3: Maybe. And maybe they are trying to protect him, and maybe they are. Maybe they're trying to preserve his legs for the postseason. I don't know what it is, but it seemed like he had that stretch where he had the you know the bit, multiple hundred yard games, and then. He was getting consistently fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen touches per game, just handoffs, and then he was catching the ball to the backfield. The past couple of weeks he barely touches the football.
2: Well, that's because they've been they've gotten their shit pushed in the first ten minutes of the game the last two weeks. Is that the and, right phrase right? for that? Yeah. So they've been <laughs> thoroughly outplayed the last couple of weeks in the first few minutes and have been chasing. Like
3: even against Kansas City, twelve carries, you know, like it's they are not giving him the 15, 16, 17 that he was getting and they're not throwing to him four or five times out of the back. How
1: the heck did Kansas City lose to this team? Well,
0: I think Kansas City's not very flawed.
1: I'd be in first place in Circa Millions if Kansas City <laughs> had won <they. laughs>
0: Oh, no, Don't start this now. One, one last thing on Philly is I'm a big believer and I've become more of a believer that the first half margin, what is the game at halftime dictates your ability to stay on your game plan or not. So right? it was great in the first half last year. Yeah. Last year, this year, if you look at Philly, so what I did, I, I broke down and had just a tag on if a team was leading by more than ten at halftime, that's a threshold of high performance in the second half and winning the game. And then do they? Um, the second category, is seven to ten, so seven, eight, nine, or ten. More than 10, that's the two categories. All right, so let's talk about teams quickly that have done exceptionally well. Dallas has six times that they've been up by more than 10, six times, and two times they haven't been. They've been behind by more. So let's call that a plus four. 49ers, 5-0. They've been up five times, zero times they've been behind. Um, Ravens, 5-0. All right, this is just 10 plus. And the Ravens, 4-0, Being up by 7 to 10. So think about this. Nine times they've been up by 7 or more at halftime, the Ravens. Zero, they've been down by 7 or more. So it shows you why they've had those late-game failures or they'd be close to undefeated, Mm -hmm. which is why I think they're a little better than you think, Fez, as much as I hate the Ravens and as much as I'm a skeptic of Lamar. Eagles this year up 10, more than 10, zero times. Now who else has zero? There's only like seven or eight teams in the entire league. Panthers. Eagles? yeah, I don't think they've been up 10 at any point of any game. Titans? Uh, I don't think they have. Broncos? Hmm. Uh, uh, Yeah. Steelers? Oh, my Hmm. God. Jets? Falcons? And Panthers and Commanders? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's the worst teams. A couple surprises, and Philly's right there. I don't. I think Philly is going to disappoint, and, and you can feel them leaking gas. In, in a way, this this gauntlet was unfair to him too. It Still was Still, unfa- monster
1: favorite to win the division because now the schedule flips. You talk about the gauntlet, and now yeah. Philly gets a cupcake schedule, and Dallas has a cupcake two.
0: against a Giants team on a three-game winning streak. Cupcake Giants are terrible. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Second right, worst. We got team any other games? We got to go over one
1: more. I, I want to ask you, Minnesota, Las Vegas, last one. I downgraded both teams. Because I don't. Well, care. How do you
0: downgrade the Raiders for their defense exceeded expectations times ten, right? Be- be-
1: be- yes, and, and it's a case of I don't care how good your defense is when the offense scores zero points for the that's that's on the offense. Even if, even if you play the. And now Josh eighties.
2: Jacobs is probably not going to play this next week.
1: Even if you play the '86 well, Bears, in, that's different, right? Yeah, that's, that's the, the injury. injury. Yeah. But but if you play the '86 or the '85 Bears, I, you, you still should be able to get ten points. The fact you can't get any points, that's on the offense. Well, especially always, when you 100%. create a bunch of turnovers and you still, yeah.
0: But here's the question: Jimmy G's healthy, right? By all accounts. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he playing? I think it's contract related that if he gets injured. Well, that's what I said. Yeah. There's like, 10, was like eight that. or 10 million at stake if he can't pass a physical next, like May or something. It's like, yeah. boy, if it's not worth eight or 10 million, then why are the fans it's at the gotta game? has got to be something internally, right? That there's some disagreement. I don't know. I don't know. I, in fact, that makes me, I mean, you've got to wonder if the, that team is asking that same question in the locker room. It have to be. Yeah. All right, so did we skip any games? Seattle-San Francisco, just because it was clean. it was right, like. So tell us about this line move. What happened? Because it was up, then it went down, then it went up again?
1: Okay, so the line early in the week was 12-and-a-half. And then one um, well-known prognosticator picked Seattle, plus 12-and-a-half, mm-hmm. and it dropped all the way to 10 and a half Okay, so it's set to 10 half Which well, those
0: are dead numbers, typically. Typically,
1: typically. And then, uh-oh, Gino. Got injured and in, uh, it was a hamstring. I can't remember what he did wrong in, in before practice the yeah. before the midweek. Mm-hmm. And so then the line goes up to 13. And so it's 13 most of the week. And then rumors of oh, looks like what was the looking, circle line circle line midweek. The circle line. Okay. So did line you lay 11. it? I did.
0: Okay. All right, so it could. I mean, circa didn't come out till a Thursday, so it couldn't have been. You were saying Wednesday something. That's a was, good
1: point. So see, yeah. it was so. So the line Wednesday night was eleven, mm-hmm. and then but but by, by Thursday it was like later 13. in the day. Okay, yeah, yeah. and that stayed at thirteen until the day of the game. that went crazy. What got confirmed that um, that Gina was out and it went, in went all the way to fifteen and a half. At
3: post. Okay, and the forty ers were one of the most selected teams in circa
0: because in circa and the Super Contest, I think ten and a half was fin- in the circa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah okay and San Fran oh, I mean obviously didn't exceed expectations what was the, what, what, what what was the limitation? Is this a downgrade of San Fran? How did not you pre- the
1: offense? The offense got ten yards per play. I don't know why they didn't score more for San Fran, but I think you could you could downgrade their defense. Drew Lock actually had some success, and Seattle was able to move. Well, the that's ball the, the times. thing about
0: Drew Lock. He was always hit or miss. Like, well, he, he did
1: he did hit he a, threw bomb. a couple picks. so yeah, he's, a, yeah. he Still, Drew locked it, but yeah. he, he did throw some nice throws. Um, I don't know if the picks really mattered that much versus punting, because San Fran was going to like drive down the field. You know, on most of their drives. So the key was that Locke was
0: able to lead them to some points. So, uh, well, that's what's interesting, right? Is do you want a high variance quarterback or not? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I haven't said this till now. Perfect week in the Super, well, 4 0 1, right? So, um, Philly. Yeah, well, I started talking about the ten, what I would have done with the ten, but I didn't get to the whole Super content. No, it wasn't. It was. Um, I actually stayed off of Philly. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. There was something about it. Um, what game was it? It was. Um, oh no, it was the Raiders. It was the Raiders. Four zero and one. Oh, four zero oh, and one. Four zero oh, and one. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So. um... And I almost played the Raiders. Yeah. And. Don't so, no, know about you, Fizz.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And that was a coin I'm flip. am getting a
0: second hit. No, go and that was
1: a coin flip the whole way. I mean, it was— well, it, And you're it catching like three. It, it feels like it was hard to lose that game, With right? It 0-0 until yeah. two minutes they almost, <laughs> left. They yeah. almost blew it. They, they turned it over. They, uh. After Minnesota went up three, they, they immediately turned it over. But if
0: you tell me that your opponent scores three points and you're getting, getting three—, three. I'm taking off the rubber band. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not a game theory expert like you, Fed. All right. So we got any other games? Just let's That's go it. through. That's it. We talked them all. All right, guys, that was a long one. Now we told you about the time shift. If you want to hear feds, and again, if you don't, even if you're tired, you need to take a break, listen to this. Cause this is the in my opinion, I think objectively, the greatest contest player in the history of sports handicapping. Think about it. And even if you get seventh or eighth, you're gonna have that. All right, he's he's nodding very vigorously. Like I agree, I've been thinking, I've been waiting for someone else to say it. He talks at length and really candidly about how he makes these decisions. And this is what's going to shock you: his humility is something Scott said you're being too humble. Is that correct or not? Effectively, too humble, too humble. And you're not being sarcastic. You're saying you think he should do something that would show more ego, and he says, "No, I don't have that much (laughs) ego." Stay tuned to that. Talk to you. Overnight Wednesday, Thursday release. So this is announcing that we've had a time shift. And what we're going to do is say goodbye now. And then remember, on uh, Overnight Wednesday, so it's their Thursday, no matter how early you get up, we'll have the Dream Preview, which will include Fez's five best picks at that time. Stay tuned. I would say this. It does seem like the line moves, the, the staleness of the numbers from Wednesday... Uh, to the uh, time to submission time, it feels like it, 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 they're wider than they've ever been. That there's more game. Maybe it was the COVID. I mean, I'm saying the last couple of years, it feels like there's more. Because it would make sense if there was, then they're gonna win a decent amount of time, and thus your record's just gonna be better. Because people usually replace those with their four, you know, their fourth or fifth mm-hmm. best pick, right? I mean, wouldn't you say the market's just more active? I would say the quarterback injuries have been more
1: pronounced yeah, this year. Yeah. That, that that's been the big difference that there's we've never seen a year like this. where well, we're looking at top 10 quarterbacks and there's nobody left, you know, it's like the guys who are top 10 are just average quarterbacks but you know, you got to put somebody in the top 10.
0: So, to finish the point about him and his how he takes so seriously the market. I mean, I went to school for finance, right? So, and I went to school at the time where the efficient market theory was at its height. And that was something that for a long time, it was believed you couldn't beat the market. The Warren Buffett was just survivor bias. and 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 when I graduated in ninety two, from undergrad, it was like, that was it. Was canon? It wasn't a debate. Was our efficient market, and, and what's efficient market theory is that everything is known public. Everything that's known publicly is properly priced into the security, right? And thus, you can only win in the stock market by having inside information, right? And that's how. And that's when all the cheat and scandals started, and all that, uh, or at least they got bigger and bigger. Now, the NFL—now, this is why we say WNBA is not really efficient. The prop market not as efficient uh, for the NFL, but the NFL side really is efficient. Why? The liquidity. How much money is being bet because it motivates people to do things like get a team together to follow injuries, (laughs) right? And then once a line moves, all you got to know is that guy's good, and now you bet what Billy Walters has, uh, if you can find it or whatever, and if he's not doing a head fake. So I think this reminds me of in Heat— when, when, when Pacino is talking with De Niro and they're in the diner, you remember this yep. scene, right? And he says, he says, I he goes, if the heat's around the corner, he goes, I'm out of there that moment. Mm. He goes, I'm not packing a bag, I'm gone. And he goes, well, what happens if you got something? Pacino says, what happens if you got someone in your life? What do you do then? And he looks up and goes, that's where the discipline comes in. <laughs> he says, and he's like, I'm gone just the same, though he wasn't ultimately. right? He wanted to get revenge against Wayne Grove. I love Heat, by the way. Great. It's a great movie. Oh my god! But it used a to way... be
2: intimidating because it came on the double VHS when you rented it. It was like, oh, this
0: <laughs> you're in for a long night here, bud. It came out in '95, so how how did you ever get the VHS? I Weren't know. you on DVDs had... yet in '95? I don't think so. Yeah. I wanna... <laughs> No, I definitely had VHS in '95. <laughs> Fez, I think that line applies to you. You are the If there's anyone publicly that should have a big head about their NFL handicapping, it's you. You're the two-time Super champion. And I feed your head a lot. I mean, I'm feeding it a lot of ego all the time, right? Because I want you confident. Well, here's the thing. For you to say even I am only worth X number of cents, that takes discipline. That takes humility if you can believe it. It's almost right? like
1: you see a really like and you've seen really good poker pros and they're playing with 80 big blinds and they're looking at it and they're like, Man, I'm just not good enough to fold pocket kings, even though I'm certain you have aces in the situation. I only have 60 big blinds. I can't fold kings, you know? And and more often than not, like I've been there before, RJ, you've been big stacked. When you have those those kings, or certainly you know, queens you can fold, but you got those kings, and you gotta say to yourself at some point, you're like, damn, when I'm hundred percent sure someone has aces. They only have aces 45% of the time, unless it's like the most stone-cold nit of all time under the gun. Yes. All right, so, so there w- are
0: exceptions to the rule, but they're so rare. It's so interesting how Fez will immediately go to the exception. Instead of saying the main point here is, tell me if you agree, most poker players, as they get good and then really good, the problem is they start playing more and more marginal hands because of ego. And what they usually do is marginal, hand, marginalize – themselves or their hands to such a degree that they start breaking even on a lot of them and then they start then if there's a bad swing or two, they start losing a lot right, of them. Right. They
1: make hero calls with Queen High because like, I think he's on a straight draw. Because, like because Stewie because of younger. Who they.
0: Because of who they are uh, Stewie's a great example. Yeah, of that. Stewie can do that. But you know what well, the typical he, he couldn't once he started losing a little yeah. bit. They said back they said his last two years of Stew's life, they were building games at the Blaggio around
1: him. I I agree with that. Well, and, I, and I guess
0: that would be the mirage now I think about because he was dead. Before the Mirage, but the Mirage. And you when you say s-
2: building games, like uh, like people big people wanted him to play. It's oh, it yes. take him.
0: it'd be like I mean, there's a great line that Johnny Chan had about Phil youth. They were playing, and it was a TV game or whatever. And it Phil goes, you know, I'm sick of you cash game players acting like you're the best. He goes, I might just take out a half a million and go down to Bobby's room, and we'll see what happens. And Johnny Chen goes, "I'd like to see the list on that game, <laughs> <laughs> which you know, if you play poker, brick and mortar, like if, whatever game you want, you get put on the, or you're on the list. You got put on the list." And um, Hollis
1: kept inviting me to that South Coast game. Like we were week building after the game week, around. I was like, like <laughs> I only showed up, I only played once for a couple hours, and they kept inviting and you, me. And you
0: figured out that it was like this isn't where you're gonna do, right. you know. And again, but what's interesting is I played in that game, and I was probably the best I was ever playing. And I was winning, but it was just cause there was there was probably let's say nine handed. There was probably so minus me is eight. Five of those guys were better than me. One was let's say the same, or oh may, and two were worse. But the two that were worse were worse enough that we built the games around those guys. Like literally, if they weren't there, people they, people weren't that interested to in be playing. Gotcha. So it's like impo- especially no limit. It only takes one hand a night, one bad call a night that makes that guy worth it to. Uh, Feed him shrimp, you know. It it doesn't matter because it's just the one, you know. And that's how guys win. You don't get much off a good player. You just don't because it's like they're gonna they're gonna bluff you so much. You know, again, it's at a level beyond me. But I enjoyed that because I could make a little money. But then I could play against guys better than me at the same time. Which is you want to do in poker for sure. You, I, all-
1: I, I thought Andy Duke's book was excellent. Where she, she's thinking in bats. Yeah, she's she she. What she emphasizes is try to make your decision process easier you know don't you don't want to be caught in this horrible situation that goes back to what i was saying like going for two mm-hmm. like like and the titans did that pulling this back to the Titans miami game mm-hmm. so they're down eight and they go for two well now all the decisions become really really easy for the titans you know in terms of what they should do you know so the, let me from ask you, on.
0: let me ask you this question last question on this how many cents is your opinion? Meaning, let's say it's a top three opinion. Where if you were pl- saying, "I'm looking at this, I don't, uh, I can bet market right now," but you no, know, you can't bet market. You can bet three. You got three books to shop from, and there's not rogue numbers. It will have a general representation of the market. So all it is is your ability to pick. How much is one of your top three picks in a week worth cents wise On Monday, fifteen cents. Okay. Because you, you think the market's not as shaped up at that point? Yes. By a Saturday afternoon, five cents. All right. So let's think about this. When he laid three and a half, when the market was, or when he took three and a half, or what were you doing? You were laying- taking three and a half with Jacksonville? You were taking three and a half. That's right. For some reason, I'm thinking Jacksonville should have been the favorite, but no, they weren't. Uh, three and a half, and the market was at three at the time, right? Yes. That's 20 cents. Right, so and I
1: no opinion whatsoever on the game.
0: Yeah, so but even if you did, you probably would have went against it, right? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, if you're saying yours is worth a nickel, so what? Just to be clear, because I'm thinking back to what we were saying earlier, was the market 3.25 or was the market? The market was 3.1. Okay, 3.08. So, right, all right so there. let's call it 3.1. So in theory, that's what 18 or no, no, it's going to be uh, 16, 16 cents. cents. Yeah, yeah, so. $0.05 cents is his opinion, $0.16, cents, even if it's against him, it's going to be $0.10. Cents. And here's the other thing to think about. When you have to pick five games, right? Now, how many games you're replacing? Now, in a weird way, if you have a strong opinion on a game and it's one of these games, it kind of hurts you more. But imagine you've got three strong opinions. You've got those picks down. Now you pick a fourth and fifth game. Your fourth opinion can't be that much stronger than 10 cents or whatever that is the market telling, you know, the market's telling you this line offers you 10 cents of value. I think that if you were doing one pick a week, see that's interesting because then those extreme lines. Well, I guess survivor replicate. If you were doing three picks a week, there'd be less of the Oh, this is just the market, and I got to go yeah. with it. Wouldn't you agree? I
1: I, I agree, but you know, the, frankly, a lot of games like I, I I lean to the Jets, I lean to the Rams, mm-hmm. and like, and so I'm getting seven and a half, and the markets like, yeah three cents or whatever, and the market's seven point four four, and I like the Jets plus three and a half, and the market's three point four five. You know, it's just like I'm getting i I'm getting such a minuscule amount of help versus the marketplace. It's almost all handicapping. It's just not enough to 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 overcome a twenty cent you know or a $0.16 well, cent gift. And, it's
0: not all handicapping because if the market is even 5 cents against you you're going to disqualify that game so yes. so the games you pick your handicapping's a big part of it the games you exclude that's the market speaking exactly exactly does that does yep. that i know you understood it but does that make the case better you think yes. or yeah i think and so and to
1: be fair i took a game that i had no dog in the fight whatsoever i took the saints minus 5 mm-hmm. and the line was 6 i was like Boy, you know, five picks, and like, I'm, I'm looking at this, and then I even saw a book that had a little bit of extra vig on the minus six, and I'm like, boy, I'm laying five on a game. Like when I did the drop mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. menus and the like, it was just like, all right, that was like, that was frankly my last game in. And so
0: that won. All right, so um, last question about the suit or the uh, circuit millions. You're now tied for third, only two people half game ahead of you, four weeks to go. Stay tuned. The fact that no one else had Jacksonville. That should encourage you, right?
1: Yes, but I've been monitoring the top 20, Mm -hmm. and there's a boatload of people that are just a half-game... I'm three-way tie for third, and there's probably like a seven-way tie for fifth through 11th, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, and that is chock full of advantage players and sharps.
0: But but, but the fact that you are in a position where, yeah, you might have to try to make up against them late, late, but it won't be till the last week and if you stay close. So, really, mm-hmm. by you playing and them playing the advantage plays, that hurts their ability to overtake you, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. The, the sharpest guys and now the people in first place will be mad at me, but I really feel the sharpest guys are a game behind Wait, no, me, let's not, not say the ones the sharp, ahead of me. Let's
0: not say the sharpest, because I don't think... No, can, that, that's a great I, think, I think the more conventional the more that that pre- the advantage CLV. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Are the guys who are like in fifteenth place are much more likely to be there than the guys current the two guys currently in first.
0: You think Billy ever? I mean, and I'm being serious here. I don't put Billy up on any pedestal. Well, I do put him on a pedestal that he's earned, right? But do you think Billy ever worried about um, which way the market was going? No, because he knew he knew more he than the anyone market. Yeah, but he knew more than anyone else. Yes. you only have to respect the market when you think they might know something you don't know. And you know what? For almost all of us, that is a, a, a material amount that the market knows that we don't.
2: I, and that Jacksonville game, I probably made a mistake. And it was probably because I've, I've had a little bit of an ego lately because I've been winning. Yeah, and, I and, but I, my buddy texted me that morning. We put down a decent bet on, on Cleveland minus three. Mm-hmm. And he said, Lawrence is playing. What should we do? And and I said I'm not doing anything. I'm I'm riding my bet because I think if Trevor Lawrence is playing with a high ankle sprain, then he's going to be bad. And which
0: kind of turned out to be the case,
2: right? But in hindsight, it, it I mean, had they made that two point conversion, I lose. And but I, the
0: question is, could you have bet at the, uh, soon enough, or were you getting the repricing? Because the theory is, once it's been repriced with Lawrence in, so what was the close? I believe it was two and a half. Yeah, it went as
1: low as one and a half and then went
0: back up to two So and at that point, the market has accounted for it, faded, so the hedge off it, you're hedging at a, you get a Polish middle there, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's one of those things. If you could have beat the market, I think it would have been hubris not to do it. But once it's get reset to the market, it's actually square to go chase a hedge okay. at that point, unless you bet crazy amounts, but then you shouldn't do that to start with, right? right? So, all right, guys, that was interesting.